Hello. My name is John Machado, and this is the Gunpowder Plot Show, also known as the Guy Fox Podcast. And I'm joined by my friend Bentley Meadow slash Bentley Craig. Hi, sir. How Hello. are you? I'm all good here. Good. Bueno. Not very bad. So not very bad. Um, we may be beep beep beep. We may be being joined. Is that a, an appropriate sentence? Right sentence, correct sentence. Um, by told me earlier. So uh, he said he might be getting on um, after a bit. So I just sent him a sent him a link. And then, uh, and there's something specific that I want to talk with him and you about. Um, you'll see once we once he gets on. But um. Do you have anything specific that you would like to speak about, sir? Well, um, I know you've always kind of been teetering on the uh, the flat Earth thing. I mean, I, you, you Jack O'Neill. <laughs> uh, well, he's tall enough. You know, he's probably like this shit doesn't look around, and I'm up high, so makes sense. Well, he, he flew to Australia, and he didn't flip upside down in the airplane. So, uh, there. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Shaq. Uh, I like Shaq. Um, I like him. Yeah, I think I've always just liked him. He's uh, he's done some pr- pretty kooky shit. Uh, he was... So... Uh, 311, which is a band that I'm a huge fan of um, and have been for a very long time. They uh, are out there in L.A. They're originally from Omaha, Nebraska. And uh, when they're out there in L.A., they all like basketball. And Shaq ended up playing for the L.A. Lakers and uh, ended up like they really liked him they're big fans of him and he liked their music and dude back when he was rapping he went to their concerts um and was like a guest rapper or whatever they even did a video oh shit jay it was a jack of that um where he was in their video and i think there was like a a concert he went to where he got in the mosh pit which you know that was back in the day they used to start all over um, but he ended up getting busted in the mouth and <laughs> bleeding. So, uh, just one of the many kind of kooky things that he did. Did it, wasn't he, no, I'm getting, I'm getting him. Who was Sinbad? Oh, yes, it was. It was him and Sinbad. And he got confused in that Mandela effect about, um, Kazam. Oh, there's a new one. What do you mean? There's a new uh, Mandela effect that I hadn't heard before. What's that? The uh, <clears throat> Britney Spears and her oh. uh, her okay, so her, her outfit right. in the video of uh, you know way back when when she's a little girl. Yeah, for anybody, I know this one because do do we talk about it on a podcast? No, no. no? Um, but I, I, I recalled it. I listened to two guys talk about it, and uh, 
before they said it, I remember seeing it in my head because I was running a nightclub at the time. So a lot of times it, her was on the TV in a video right. or something playing. It wasn't really, you couldn't hear it in the bar. What? But, what was the color? What did you think the color was? I so, remember seeing her in black and white. Black and white what? What was the design? Schoolgirl, um, just a black skirt and a white button down with the belly. So that so this is the Mandela effect is that it's it's the color of the skirt for the listeners of um, <clears throat> Britney Spears and hit me baby one more time. Yeah. What you as the listener remember before we tell you the answer, what do you remember the color of her skirt being? So now that I've given them all a second to think, um, I remember it being a plaid skirt. Um, but now, and it, it goes through a couple of different colors. I feel like I remember it being pink and white plaid. Um, other people certainly remember it being plaid. So that's the, that's the Mandela effect. Because if you go back and watch the video, you were right. She is in a black skirt. And it, it's blowing people's minds left and right. Because How about, did she do Saturday, Saturday Night Live? Because I'll also recall her in, you know, a plaid thing where right. it could have been some other girl at that time, too. But what I remember was a uh, girl that was my uh, doorman, a little girl. It's kind of cool. And she hated Brittany and what she stood for how she was perceiving women and all that stuff that just she was gross to this girl right <clears throat> so i was like well she looks good she's like she's 17 i was like oh okay <laughs> never mind yeah gotta be careful she's um she's man that that conservative conservative yep i, I think i I don't think I ever have said that right. Um, really messed her up. Her dad being uh, in charge of her and, and a year older than me. So she's about 40. Great shape. Still looks hot. Oh, that's, you know what? That's just so funny. Did you hear the video that came out with her recently? Uh, I'm sorry, the audio, audio recording. I don't think it's any video to it. All I heard recently of her was some kind of her and, Elton John song. No, what? Yeah, what did? Is it and her? It was auto tune, dude. I don't know who it was. It could have been you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they do crazy stuff. Um. No. So there was a recording that I think she's got two sons and a daughter. I think. So anyway, I think one of these little fucking privileged shithead kids. Um, took a started recording his mom and uh, whatever that dancer's name was that she had the two boys with and maybe even the, the daughter um, she was getting onto these kids and she was <laughs> I guess one of them didn't want to wear shoes outside in the snow and she was getting onto these kids one of the kids about whatever and all the kids started fucking teaming up against her 
And so this video, this, this audio recording goes viral or whatever. And, it, you know, everybody's listening to it. A whole bunch of people were getting mad at her saying, you know, I don't know. She's crazy, you know, that she's too harsh on the kids or whatever. I listen to it and I go, she's a good mom. <laughs> like she, she's not wanting her son. Like, I think she called them some names, like, you know, are you dork or nerd or dumb or whatever it may be. Right. Um, you know how many times I've said that to my, my kids, my son will do something and I'll be like, why did you just do that? And he'll be like, I don't know. I'll be like, that was dumb. So you're not dumb. Um, use your big brain and don't do that again. Okay. <laughs> like I fucking, Just what was it yesterday? Um, my son had to come out cause he had, you know, he had pushed his sister or whatever. And, um, oh, I lost it. Because him, my daughter, who's six and going through some, like, phase of annoying the shit out of us on purpose. So those two and my wife, all three of them, I'm out cutting the yard and my son stops me, which anytime my momentum when I'm doing something gets halted, I get into a fucking rage, you know, <laughs> and my son comes out and I'm like, that's it. You, none of you can get along. All you get inside. What the fuck? You know, <laughs> you just start cussing. I kick the fucking, the mower bag, you know, <laughs> like get out, get out of here. So, um, and I consider myself a pretty good parent and to hear her onto her kids about not wearing shoes in the, in the snow in cold weather because you're gonna get sick you know what i mean is like she's a she's being a good mom like what the fuck leave her alone you know for anybody to think that she was doing a bad job it's like you're out of your mind so that but that was uh yeah and i just saw the elton john thing today i think it was i haven't listened to it but um i'm a lot i'm a lot more of a britney supporter now than i was back in the day because I kind of felt the same, I guess, as your door lady, uh, that it was just, well, it was pop music. And I was, I was always against pop music anyway. However, I always did think that she, uh, looked quite nice. And then she started hanging out with Paris Hilton. Yeah. I, I am not a fan of Paris Hilton, dude. Oh, she is, uh. She is, she is not a good, and the thing was, is that she was made out to be some kind of a role model, you know, to a degree. It was like something that, I mean, she was like, wasn't she, she was before the Kardashians. So oh, she, yeah. Yeah. yeah so she, she was already porno or, yeah, here, how about that? Remember her little sex tape? Uh, a Night in Paris? Yes. Yeah. Well, I worked at a pizza place or a, uh. It was a real nice piece of place, but actually it had a buffet and wine and beer. Anyway, had a bunch of Mexicans in the kitchen. And at that time that was going on, I guess. And they're like, can you get that? And I'm like, okay, I'll find it and bring it in. You know, I like to work with my brothers, you know. The porno? They wanted you to get the porno? <laughs> they wanted me to get it. I was like, all right. So I brought it into them and they were all happy. And then the next day. They like threw it back at me and were like, that's trash. And I'm like, dude, that's the video. <laughs> I was like, that's it. Um, you know, and I tried to tell them before, I'm like, dude, there's just like green and her eyes are glowing. 
<laughs> yeah, because it's on night. It's um, it's what? What's the uh, shit? I can't think of the name of it. Night Some vision. Kind of night vision. Yeah, or... like night vision. Fucking porn. Ridiculous. So stupid. <laughs> and she wasn't like she. She has high eyes, or I don't know if they're, if they're high eyes. What the fuck they are? She looks retarded. She looks halfway retarded. Um, and she doesn't have a good body. Like I never thought that she was attractive. I know other people have, but her and her friend uh, Nicole, um, shit, what was her name? Uh, Nicole. Simba, but but Richie. Nicole Richie, yeah. She was she was hit, man. Her face was ugly as fuck, and uh, you know they just they just uh, kind of personified uh, greed, you know, and. Um, and I, oh, I hated those two, and they're annoying, you know. And they would do all these shows and stuff, which you know, hey man, you gotta, you, you understand that it'll bring in money, and you, you uh, do it for that. I mean, you know, I'm a free market guy, so do what you're gonna do. But I, uh, I reserve the right to, um, to, to disdain you, disdain you, disdain you, not like you. Um, as I did, so, but that's fun too. That's funny that <laughs> they ask you to go get the porno, uh, because it brings back memories of my dumb friends. Um, it's so funny. Like for any women listening, uh, <laughs> little boys, man, uh, or teenage boys, whatever. I remember we used to, um, switch out porns dude remember porn mags oh man the, the the teenagers nowadays got no idea they got no idea about the struggle back in the day man none i got a good uh <clears throat> playboy penthouse anyway one of us one of me of three or four of us as teenagers you know sixth grade seventh grade mm-hmm some uh, one of us ended up with like a briefcase full of just cut out of those <laughs> naked girl pictures, right? Oh, yeah, and uh, somehow, some way, it went under one of our buddies' garage in the backyard, they had a little shed out there, a little wood shed, and it got underneath it anyway. Some giant wind came through. And blew every bit of it out into the yard. <laughs> it was like it had chain link fences on both sides. So both chain link fences on both sides of the yard had them all <laughs> up and down it. And, you know, and this was like this mom and dad and family were the, you know, all the time in church. Everybody's <coughs> on their way to be a preacher. Yeah, that uh, that did not work out well. That's, that's funny, man. Yeah, that's one of those. Yeah, it was comical, actually, man. I mean, yeah, stepping outside to see nothing but fucking porn littering your your yard and neighbor's yard. Do you imagine some old lady coming out and getting hit in the face <laughs> when the wind blows it right to her face and it's just gone? <laughs> fucking great! Like wow, <laughs> that would have been like in nineteen seventy nine, eighty. Oh man, um, yeah, 
shit. And that's so funny. Like being, I remember being that young and running around my neighborhood and shit, dude, we used to uh, go into like, we lived right next to a trailer park. Right. And uh, I remember going into like the abandoned trailer, the trailers or whatever. And you'd go in and check it out. Dude, you'd find all sorts of shit. You'd find porn. Oh, there'd just be porn littered in some of them. Like, holy shit. And just, you know, a couple of 13, 14, 15 year old kids um going around i remember one time we actually oh we found a uh, fire extinguisher and never let it off before you know we've never we had never done it uh, or uh, saw what it would do and sure enough fucking let that thing off in the <laughs> in a room in a trailer and that shit was just like a fucking cloud poof right i mean all over the place and then um somebody somebody in the neighborhood um i guess must have heard it and ran in to see who is intruding on this abandoned trailer and we're all hiding underneath the, Oh God, I can still get, I have the taste in my mouth of that fire extinguisher got everywhere. And then we're hanging, we're, we're hiding under the bed, under the shitty bed frame, which is probably disgusting. And um, that all that fucking suit and shit in your mouth. Ugh, disgusting. Anywho. Um, let's see if I can segue into this. Anywho, so we grew up right from from those times of, of looking for porn and checking out abandoned trailers, and graduated high school, and then we we went into college. Some of us, like myself, did year, did a, a year and a half of college and took a break, and then later came back to college because I listened to other people, and I took out student loans. Me as a young adult, dealing with the government, signing the contract to take on these loans. And I did it for a few years. I think it was three years. I racked up $55,000 in debt. Guess what the government eventually ended up doing? Garnishing your wages. No, no. They just, they just recently, uh, uh, Biden passed a executive order to um, using the heroes act or hero heroes act to cancel ten to twenty thousand dollars of my school loans what do you think about that well, i don't like it one bit yeah because you have to pay for it and so do i and so does anybody else that pays taxes which would not be the illegal aliens and we got to pay for those guys and we got to pay for their them going to college um the left is so screwed up man so, yeah, I was trying to, I don't think that was a very good segue. That was just a long, stupid, um, hard fought segue into talking about the school loan um, or school debt cancellation that has recently passed. Um, yeah, so they used this Heroes Act, which was supposed to be, I think, in times of war. Um, it was, it's a, it's a, a, I think a 9-11, excuse me, deal, um, or came about from 9-11. So anyway, uh, they used that and they, the excuse, or it was like anytime that there's a uh, state of emergency, which they're still using the COVID thing. So that's how we, I, I, man, like, I think everybody can see that what this is, is Biden and the Democrats um, trying to fulfill that promise to th their own base to forgive student loan debt um, so that they'll have a better chance in the midterms. I think most did. Do you get that from this? 
Do you get that feel? Or am I no, <clears throat> I guess something similar. But mine is it's just another nail in our coffin or another jab to separate us. You know, some people like me, I can't, you know, I'm like, how can you even think about something like that? Do you know how things work? And then there's people that are totally thinking I'm a criminal, criminal for thinking like that. And of course you should forgive everybody's debt and everybody's everything. You know, I'm like, uh, no, no. Yeah, because it's you're you're quite literally robbing the American taxpayer to to appease a small minority of people in this country. <clears throat> yeah, and it's Through just the- making them happy, and then plus, you know, I don't believe in a half a, a New York second that Biden is in charge of anything that that man has any idea what is going on which is why i've always tried to refer to him as o biden because of obama yeah well there's you're not alone there's a lot of people that believe that obama is um pulling the strings uh behind the curtain uh he had a uh a, a video that i think fairly recently went viral um where he was recorded as saying that he would like to, Oh, I'm going to have to paraphrase this. Um, he would like to pull the, he would like to be retired, but still, or be the president from a distance. I think he said something yeah, to from that a point. basement and a couch on yeah. a couch. Yeah. And then, and so a lot of people took that, um, as that's what's happening. Um, there yeah. is that he is running things from, behind the curtain um i don't know almost all the people in obiden's administration it was from obama's administration or at least a part of his um campaign people are in there are you saying yeah you know so that means like everybody's no or not like apparently everybody uh that you know his mind has gone and i knew that back in like 2019 2018 yeah and so to other people but yeah but i had him argue with me that he was not oh you had those people argue with you that he was he was in his right state of mind yeah and you know and i didn't like him and why didn't i like him because he's just some old grandpa i'm like oh my god yeah no, I um, no, I, I'm right there with you uh, in terms of like he, seeing him in his mental decline in, in 2019 on the campaign trail. I mean, it's a lot of people understand that he, you know, he wasn't uh, campaigning as certainly not as often as Trump was. Uh, and, and I would argue not as much as is any other candidate in his spot would have. And, you know, the excuse was, is that he was trying to avoid getting COVID, which he eventually got two weeks in a row after being um, shot twice, uh, vaxxed twice and boosted, what, three, four times. So, um, you know, that's the excuse that they'll use. But um, I think I'm right there with you in the sense that he was uh in a, in a state of mental decline um i don't know how much i believe i'm now i'm not gonna poo-poo the theory could it be a possibility sure 
Um, at times, I think I lean towards that. Um, I listened to two different uh, podcasts recently, uh, one being Tim Pool's. I don't know. Maybe I'm just switching my cycles. And uh, they were talking about uh, that maybe he's faking it so that people think he's weak um, as, as like a tactic so that when they get too close, then he can wield, you know, he's, he's, he's got his full, what is it? Volition. And he can, um, he actually will use that against them, right? Use that in his favor that they believe that he's weak, but rather he's, he's fully there. He's playing possum. Playing possum. I don't know how much I believe that one. I think I, I don't believe, believe that at all. Right. He, because uh, most of these dumb people in, in Washington, D.C. can't act to save their lives. Uh, and he he acts that part far too well. Uh, yeah. Uh, Chevy Chase probably couldn't have done that. Yeah. He's if he's acting, he's arguably maybe the, one of the best actors ever, um, which I do have to point out something. I watched a movie. I watched two movies. I watched The Samaritan. It's it's uh, Sylvester Stallone's new movie on Amazon. And then I watched another movie called Vendetta, I think it is. And that's got, let's see. That has got Rolo from um, Vikings, the brother from Vikings. It's got Bruce Willis. It has Mike Tyson. It has um, Thomas Jane. Um, it's it's got a, a dude from Sons of Anarchy. He was the he was the younger guy. Um, it's got all these guys in it, right? So some fairly big name actors. It was so bad. It was I couldn't believe because I've seen all of these guys act. Right. I've seen uh, most of Sons of Anarchy. I've seen all the Vikings. I've seen many, many Bruce Willis movies. Um, Thomas Jane. I remember watching him as the Punisher, which is kind of what this movie was like, was the Punisher. But it was so it was terrible. Um, Bruce Willis. There was so many times where you're just watching it going. Are they trying to make this bad on purpose like is this just supposed to be funny how terrible this is i mean there was dialogue there was oh there was times when like bruce willis you just almost feel sad for in watching it and he kind of took the same route as um <sighs> not luke cage damn it what's his name um cage uh raising arizona what's his name nicholas nicholas cage uh, kind of took the same route that he's taken because Nicolas Cage has been working his ass off. He's been in uh, tons of movies. He went like full, full D list, full or full C list, and just started making movies left and right. Every couple months, there'd be a new movie out with Nicolas Nicholas Cage starring in it. And um, but the thing is, is that Nicolas Cage is still good. Like there's some movies that he's made are just terrible, but he's still a really good actor. Like he'll have a couple of gems that come out. Bruce Willis, who recently has come out. I, I guess there's like some kind of, he's got some kind of um, brain chemical disorder 
where he's lost the ability to, to talk and um, to take in information, I think is what the other thing was. <clears throat> yeah. So this, and he's quit. He's doing acting. You'll, you'll probably never see him in another film unless he plays some kind of quiet role. Uh, but he had a couple of those movies that he had made, those C-level movies um, that they've, they've like, you know, got done with production and all that and will come out later, like a year or two later after he's done filming. So there's, there's a couple of movies that are still to come out, but outside of that, he'll probably never act again, which is really sad because I've always been a big Bruce Willis fan. Yes. Um, yes. And it's even worse to see, to see, uh, oh shit. What's the goats movie that he was in? I see dead people. Yes. Whatever movie that is. Cause I can't think of the name of it. Six um, cents. Six cents. Six cents. Jeez, see how bad my brain is at night? Uh, no, that's your brain all the time. Whatever. So to see him in Six Sense and how good he was in that, to see him in uh, Fifth Element, right, and how good he was in that, and then to see him in this movie is just, you're like, the fuck happened, man? You know? It's sad. It's really, really sad. And, and, and like I said, the movie is terrible. But the same with The Samaritan. Like, but it's better. I will say that. It's better than this movie. Uh, there were some parts that it's like, who wrote this? You know, who, who thought that this would be a good thing to put in here? Because it, it's, it's almost too fast moving. Uh, the acting isn't so good, um, which is really sad because Sylvester Stallone um, is a really smart guy, especially when he first came into Hollywood. Because of the parts he's played, people thought that he was dumb, like Rocky, you know, that just that character kind of stuck with him. But he wrote Rocky, you know, it's like yeah. you might think he's stupid, but the dude wrote a story that was made into a film that turned out to be really good. And he made millions of dollars, millions upon millions of dollars doing this. You know, he wrote a whole we got an Oscar it. out of that movie. Yeah, and he he played in Fist. He played um, what was the soccer movie? I think I think Pele was in it. The, uh, the, I saw it years ago. Wow, yeah, yeah. wasn't it like a prison? It was a prison soccer movie or something. I can't recall. Yeah, so he he's he was in that. Um, he's been in a ton of movies, over the top, um, Rambo. You know, he was in all the Rambo movies, obviously, uh, which he just made another the the last one. I don't know, five years ago, um, which wasn't yeah. bad. You know, he uh, he had a he's been a very successful. Yeah, and I I uh, was a big Rambo fan. Like I oh, read yeah. all the old the books. Yep. And in, in the first book, he dies. So <clears throat> does he really? I didn't know yeah. that. Everybody dies. Really How? <laughs> Everybody in the woods, they all die. He blows up the whole town. Yeah, he wasn't real nice in the book. Well, how does, how did they, was there more than that book? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, when you read the second one, the uh, author, David Morrell, says, you know, through the uh, magic of Hollywood, Rambo lives. And they've asked me to write this one. And uh, he starts the next one out in prison, right? Rambo's in Fort Leavenworth, making, oh. a little, making little rocks out of big rocks. And he's also 
at one point he's laying there in his cell masturbating just so you know that was not a um that was not the movie (laughs) (laughs) no it was not (laughs) okay well you got to keep that testosterone up one way or another um okay (laughs) thank you thank you very much dude you just jeez back Uh, in the 80s wasn't it when they came out with rambo 2 because the first one was first blood and then there was was there like rambo first blood part two something like that yeah 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 the book was written like in 67 69 dude you know, there's it's funny because there's certain movies out there that aren't aren't super popular. They kind of were at the time, but one of them for Sylvester Stallone, I think maybe my favorite movie was Cobra. Did you ever see that? You must have. Oh, of course, I saw Cobra and, and Cobra, fucking Amazon Blonde, Bridget I, Nelson. Yeah, I am pretty certain I've seen it. But I was—I've only seen it the one time back when it came out. <laughs> yeah, that's when I saw it. I saw it at the theater then, and walked out, and was like, "Okay, it was cool," and then never thought about it again. Or my mom and dad had rented it, and, or whatever it may be. Um, it's funny because I look back at those times, and it's like, man, I was—I was watching all the scary movies that my sisters were watching. You know, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, uh, Friday the Thirteenth, Chucky, all those fun things. Back in those times, Hellraiser, holy shit. It's five, four, five, six year old kid, you know. No wonder I'm, I've got the. Uh, yeah, Hellraiser at five. Woo. Yeah, all that, all the hooks coming in and ripping them, ripping off your skin and shit. Um, so, yeah, so anyway, um, what's the other podcast that I had watched was, uh, um, part of the problem actually i just got done listening to it part of the problem with uh dave smith and robbie bernstein and they were actually talking about this de- cancellation and i loved it because uh they brought up the same thing that i bring up about why like what is the source of the problem right and uh, taking you know paying off ten thousand to twenty thousand and that's only for people who make under Um one, you know, they pointed out that the, there's going to there are people on the left that this isn't enough. There, there are people on the left that were pushing for full debt cancellation for anyone that has any kind of um, school loan debt at all. And so, ten to twenty thousand, they can do shit. Especially for some of these people who took on. Now, I had fifty-five thousand. There's plenty of kids that had a hundred. 200 300,000 maybe more than that in school loans 10 to 20,000 ain't going to do much you know to help out their situation um and so there are people on the left that are um not too pleased with this it didn't go far enough for them so they're going to get pushed back from them um then obviously you have us that are mad that we have to flip the bill because that's going to go on the taxpayer dollars it's not as though that debt just disappears it's somebody schools have already been paid so that money has to come from somewhere but what they had done uh, uh dave smith and robbie bernstein um is that they brought up the question why 
are these colleges charging so much money to these kids, especially, and they actually went into even further than I did, which is to say they are exploiting these kids because they're teaching these, they have these programs at these colleges that you have to pay exorbitant amount of money for to go there, to go to these classes, yada, 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 to end up with a degree going to make you that money back and then some that's exploitation which is so funny because most kids that go to college especially when the, within the past five to ten years have been indoctrinated further with propaganda from these these socialist and marxist teachers um who have such a problem with capitalism because they claim that capitalism exploits the worker yet these these teachers these communists are the universities that these universities are exploiting these kids by teaching, putting them in a program, uh, uh, supplying this program that when they come out of it with this degree, it's worthless and they can't get their money back. And not only that, they're they're in terrible debt. You know, so I was pretty impressed with them to bring that up because I don't think I don't think I've ever went that far into it. My point was always um, it was it was kind of a twofold thing. One, why why are these colleges like, what is the source of this problem? Why is there so much school debt? Because 20, 20, 30 years ago, uh, especially with community college, you could pay for your college by your side job that you had, you know, yeah. it was how about, here you go. <clears throat> 1985. No, uh, the winter of 86 course, right. Mm -hmm. Starting back. Yeah. So the, the, at Marshall University, full-time in my hometown, uh, 420 bucks for full-time. And then you had to buy like books. Said yeah, yeah, I think you've told me. Just before. as an example, again, for people, that was, yeah, so, and I paid cash. Yeah, I love, I love your example. I paid cash when I signed up that day. It was kind of funny. They're like, huh? And I also got in with just a high school diploma. I was like, here you go. I brought that with me. Right. And yeah. Like, okay, you're in. And now for college, community college, especially if you're going to an actual college, no longer community college or a, a junior college, um, a university um, or state college, you are going to be paying a lot of money. In a, like I said, exorbitant amounts of money towards this degree. And in, in a lot of cases, um, that degree is is not going to get you a job that you're going to be able to pay that money back. I mean, even with nurses, um, I know I know many nurses uh, who um, who are still paying off their student loan. You know, um, they're married, got kids and together with their job and their husband's job, they still can't pay off their, they'd still have student loan, you know, they're uh, now given, you can make an argument. Well, it's, it's their uh, poor payment, you know, their, their, their um, financing um, capabilities, uh, whatever the word is, organizational skills. You could make that argument, but you know, they are, it's not just that, you know, maybe they do have, maybe they are, are only play, paying the minimums, but it's because they, they have such a large 
amount of debt in whatever school that they went to, right? Whether it be Michigan, um, Michigan State, uh, Wayne State, which is over here in Detroit, um, whatever college, you know, these colleges are not cheap and they've, they've taken on a lot of debt and they're having a hard time paying it off. You know, the, the question is why, why is that? Why are colleges charging so much? And what the second question should be is why aren't the left going after the source of that problem? Why are they going after the American taxpayer to pay that, to flip that bill, unless they're absolutely stupid, which I don't believe that they all are. I think many of them are, but I don't think that all of them are. Why aren't they going after the source of the problem, which is the schools themselves, right? The, right. the schools are the ones who set the price. And not only do they get the money from these kids who take on this exorbitant amount of, of debt, but they also get um, subsidies and grants. So, it, it, and not only that, many of them, like the different universities, like University of Michigan, University of Miami, University of Florida State, University of Oklahoma, University of Texas, I could go on and on and on. They have donors. They have who donate millions upon millions of dollars. I know this happens at Michigan, uh, the University of Michigan. They have like, at, I think it's at least 10 million a year coming from donors, if not more, you know? Um, so they're getting all of this money. Why are they charging these kids so much? And, and not only that, why aren't these teachers and these school boards, whatever they may be, coming out to speak out against that? And that's the, the question, the twofold question that... Uh, Dave Smith uh, raised, and I'm I'm very very happy to to be on the same side as as he is, which it's kind of that way with many issues, but certainly with this one, because that's a I think the smart way to to try and, and figure this out. Yeah, <clears throat> well, I see it kind of twofold. I see that other than the fact that they're just trying to destroy this country in my opinion, that, you know, this money that has been said over and over, you know, uh, you got to meet like certain things to get this money. And I'll bet you money that somewhere along the line, it is somebody who has paid into his fund or a buddy of his loan shark in place that sent out that money will get paid off first. Does that make sense? Yeah. It would be the bankers of his buddies. And so well, they get a cash injection right now. Yeah. Like, seeing what really ought to happen is if they're going to do something like that, give, you know, those people who had the loan are going to lose money, but you give them a tax credit, maybe. That's kind of like a bar tab, so it's a little cheaper on your pocket. Right. Because then you don't have to print money to pay anything. You just say, nope, you don't get it. But you get it because we'll give you a, a $10,000 or $11,000 credit. Yeah, I, I mean, there's there are ways of dealing with this where, um, you know, it makes it easier. I mean, the, the kids, listen, man, they're still 18-year-olds kids i mean there's some of them are geniuses so you have 17 16 year old 15 year old kids that are going but for the most part overwhelmingly you have adults that are going to college right it's it's 
um, it's their choice to go to college, which is the biggest factor to point out that we, that no one else should be paying for them as in the taxpayer. It should only, it should solely rest upon their shoulders. But, you know, there's, there's things like the, for these loans, the government shouldn't be charging interest. I mean, if they want to do something about it, don't charge interest on them. Right. Right. Um, I knew people who had to pay those loans back and it was painful for me to watch them get treated the way they did by, you know, those collectors of that money. For sure. And it was, you know, was uh, embarrassing, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that they have deferments and things like that right now. But I mean, I would say um, not charging interest um, would be one of the bigger things because everybody should understand, like take a house when you buy a house um, and you take out a 30 year mortgage with, you know, whatever the interest rate said, I don't know if it's like five or six right now. Um you essentially end up paying double for your house over that 30 years. Like if you bought your house for, like I said, a hundred thousand in 30 years, paying the amount of money that you're paying, you're going to pay somewhere upwards of uh, close to double, you know, $200,000 for your hundred thousand dollar house. And people just don't take that into consideration. It's just, we all, you know, people go by, I don't know, 15, 30 year loan. How much a month? Yeah, with uh, like a friend of mine years ago, 1989, a uh, ultimately went with a uh, Suzuki sidekick. But uh, <clears throat> when when he started, I was like, "How much is it?" And he's like, "It's uh, 199 a month." And I was like, "No, how much do you pay for it?" And he's like, "199 a month." Yeah, I'm like, no, dude. No, there's an actual <laughs> price for the for the, the <laughs> motorcycle, my man. Um. Yeah, so you know, it's it's for these kids to not have to pay interest. I mean, even on a fifty-five thousand dollar loan, um, with deferments and whatever, um, you know, it's like yeah, you can make it easier on them if if we were to agree on doing something going forward. This was not an agreement. This was not the majority of the country wanted this. You know, there was no, um, and and I certainly think that uh, if we're going to practice you know, whatever aspects of democracy and majority rule, I think that something this big that affects everyone um, certainly should have been on a ballot for us to vote for, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe have that come up in the, in the midterms. Um, because I've, I've done people. bookkeeping and uh, I'm going to need something legit to make me take 10 grand off the books. Right. You know, Ooh. and and make my ledger come out to zero at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I guess it, but the government, the government always has, they have a bent, right? And their bent is, or their, their, I don't know, their, um, attractiveness to them is, if I don't even think I'm explaining that right, is to say to people, Hey, we will, um, we will intercede for you and we will fix whatever problem we will be there to you know solve it or have a solution for you but the government sucks at everything <laughs> so their shitty solutions ends up it, and it's always always anytime that the government does stuff it, it costs money and it since they don't make money they have to tax us and so therefore 
their solution is to increase our prices and that fault you flip the bill for whatever terrible idea that they have, which is any idea that they have almost ever. Um, and the problem <clears throat> now becomes worse and people get used to it. And then, you know, new problems come along. It's just a growth of government. Every time it happens, you know, so they grow larger because they have to open this bureaucratic department in order to solve this problem. But any time that the, the government gets involved, they screw it up any fucking time. Just like this. This is not helping anyone. It really yeah, isn't. Because, you know, this is not really people with our interest in mind. Like you and I don't matter. Right. We don't matter. They're doing these things because they know in their heart we don't matter yeah and they're always going to come up with bullshit excuses too um outside of you know we have a solution and their argument will be well you know alleviating this amount of debt from all of these people what it will do it will give them the ability to save a little bit more money so that they can have down payments on houses or they can buy you know, whatever services or products, and therefore it'll stimulate the economy. Um, no, it won't. Not especially with, and to a degree, the psychopaths that are pushing for full uh, cancellation of all student debt. This isn't really enough to, to provide that to anyone. I mean, you know, maybe it might help out. Maybe it might help out uh, the people that only have ten to $20,000 in debt, you know, but more than likely, especially with the past two years of them not paying anything on those debts because student loans were all deferred. How I didn't know that because I've, I've got it myself. <clears throat> um, it, it hasn't helped anything yet. It won't help anything because, again, those the, the cost of this goes back on the taxpayer. And not only that, you've also the the um, Fed has increased the interest rates. So people are less likely to buy houses when you do that because it's so fucking expensive as it has been. Um, and this isn't for those same people who also, mind you, have a history of making poor choices and taking on debt that they can't afford. Um, that affects their credit score negatively, um, making it harder to get a loan, making it harder to get a house. So this does not help. It just doesn't. It doesn't help anyone in this situation. And um, even for this idea that it's going to help out the Dems in the, in the midterms, it ain't going to help them either. I mean, he can try and claim it as a, as an accomplishment as he's been claiming all of these other terrible acts um, that he's wrote into law through executive action or, or whatever, um, or whatever, you know, the Democrats have come up with like the green new deal. All this does is it, one, it doesn't touch the subject problem that they had and it only increases increases um the uh, government spending which will go above how much gdp is brought in um in tax in in taxpayer money that comes in for the government to spend they'll go over that they'll need to borrow it from the fed um and the fed the fed will have to print more money in order to accommodate and that's only going to increase inflation it's like dude if i a associate's degree holder in fire science can fucking figure this shit out. Why can't these economists that I know work for the White House, I know that work for the federal government in one way, shape, or another, 
um, and at these universities, why aren't they figuring it out? Or do they know? Or are they? do they not know? Are they stupid? And this is all just a fucking massive uh, uh, pyramid scheme, which I guess you could also make that, that claim. When we got a guy that is in office that is, you know, <clears throat> the next best thing to a, a beanbag and <laughs> the people who got him in the office, you know, he he is not there. It is those people surrounding him. And Obama, I you know, I don't really know who, you know, we got that kind of thing in charge. So I like to be able to point my finger at a president. But when I'm pointing at a beanbag, I'm like, OK, well, you, you, you and you and you. But yeah. no one says anything about it. We all just keep talking about the beanbag like he's actually doing something. You know, there was a time it will, especially when Trump first got into office. I mean, you have to, I guess, blame it on the rhinos, but you had ma the majority of the Senate and the majority of the Congress were Republican. And then you had Trump in office and the Democrats still in went forward with this investigation um, to what did he get impeached on? He got impeached on the phone call, right? He didn't get impeached on the Russia collusion, but there was an investigation. Why can't the, the Republicans do that? That's it's a question that I probably should have looked into, but um, so I would have an answer for it. But oh, I know why, because there's a functioning beanbag that can actually walk around all by itself coming up next. What do you mean by that? By Harris, Kamala Harris will be the next oh, beanbag. But so you think that they're not they're not impeaching him? Um, for fear that if they get him out, then Harris will be next up. Yeah. And whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, I mean, keep doing it. You know, I mean, if you can impeach him, then you can certainly bring her up on um, impeachment and, and failure to perform at the, the border. But you then know, you got what? Pelosi. So, and then you yeah. start talking about a witch hunt, you know. Well, I mean, and it's funny how. Either one of us would probably be happy if all sure. of them were brought up on charges. Oh, yeah. And, uh, of course, the people on the left would, the vaginas would fall in right to the floor if <laughs> that happened. Sure. They'd fall right off. Bam. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. It'd be a, a pandemic of fallen vaginas. vaginas. <laughs> yeah. No, that makes more sense. Um because when you first being started, cynical? Like, yeah, no, I mean, but it it does too because it's a it's an endless it's an endless pursuit. Um, I mean, certainly if uh, if they do get back into power, and um, especially if they have uh, somebody like either Trump or DeSantis, which I really hope it would be Trump DeSantis as the the ticket in twenty twenty four. Um, about, oh, let me. Did you hear DeSantis talk about um, Fauci being a little troll and somebody ought to throw him across the Potomac? <laughs> no, I, didn't. I think I heard, I saw something about it, but I didn't look any further into it. Yeah, he, he said, said it was kind of funny. He was like doing a, uh, he's in front of people somewhere. Well, they liked it. 
Yeah. And I, and I heard it. I was listening to a um, show out of uh, Seattle, and they played it, and they both agreed that that was uh, his uh, political career swirling the tank. Who? Uh, uh, DeSantis? DeSantis, or? by saying that. Oh, uh-huh. I'm like, uh, normally, that's pretty funny. That care. is really funny. Dude, well, him, well, Gates too. Gates just got reelected, which was nice. Or I think he won the the Republican primary against his whoever his opponent was. And I know that the Democrats were, the Democrats were trying to pull some shady shit. They were trying to get in uh, rhinos that they knew would work with them, and they started throwing money at at those campaigns to knock out, you know, whatever America First or you know Trump Trump loyalist. Uh, Republican that they could. Matt Gates was one of these um, these elections, and um, he prior to that, I think you and I had talked about it, where he uh, <laughs> he said uh, the women that were protesting the overturning of Roe v. Wade were fat and ugly, and uh, <laughs> and, then he, and then they asked him about it again, and he doubled down. He was like, "Yeah, they are good. I hope it offends them. They are fat and ugly." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, he's got some balls on him. And so, oh, this was a nice thing because he won the the primary spot against whoever his Republican um, competitor was. And at the same time, the guy that tried, if you remember that situation with him where um, they were trying to say that he, I don't know, was was sleeping with underage boys or, or tried to implicate his his uh, adopted son or some crazy shit like that. Uh, this guy who was trying to um, blackmail him actually just got charged or he had already gotten charged, but he was found guilty and he is now uh, sentenced to, I think five years in federal penitentiary for that. And that happened at like the same time that he got the, uh, the, the Republican bid over his, uh, his uh, opponent. So you know, that's some good news, I suppose, to come out. I like Matt Gates. Matt Gates makes me laugh. Um, he's he's really picked up his uh, he's really shown his backbone um, in the the recent years. So, um, you know, there's there's uh, I don't I never, I never I didn't really know where to, you know, where to put my finger on that guy. But uh, I think he's a good dude. Um, but he is fucking funny, especially with that. The last thing that he did, and he's gone after, um, he's gone after the craziness of uh, of it all. He went after. Um, I remember he was oh, who's that fat, tubby, um, House no Senate mem- Senate committee board member whoever is the main guy that has gavel, Jerry Nadler. Um, he went after him, and I remember he was. Uh, I think it was Matt Gates who at the Senate committee hearing um, was asking whoever, whatever FBI guy about the uh, Hunter Biden laptop. And the, at the end of it, he goes, Oh yeah, by the way, we have it right here. And he lifted up the drive and he had the, the laptop hard drive in his hand and fucking Nadler about shit himself uh, for the second time in a, in uh, recent recently. And um, it was like a whole kind of mic drop situation. And uh, so he, good for him, you know. <clears throat> um, I would like to see something. 
I would love to see some divine yeah. intervention. So if you're out there, make sure you're praying. God can make all this go away. He can make all these people look stupid. But we, oh, sure. we all just do a little prayer. Ooh. Pray for them all to find God. Wouldn't that be funny? That'd Agreed. just be awesome. That would be nice. Um, I'd change my shirt. Start doing the right thing. Um, but uh, seemingly, it's probably not going to go that way. Sadly. You know. Well, I got faith. Because yeah. otherwise, what else? I mean, I hear people talk about civil war, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. That's ridiculous. So <laughs> I kind of brought that up on the uh, – so uh, we were supposed to have a, this episode last night. Obviously, it would have been my scheduled Friday night. Um, I mentioned it, and I did another episode that I'm going to release like right at kind of at the same time as this one. And uh, I have uh, – I just finished my daughter's room last night. Well, um, right after I told you that we would, uh, we would do it, we would do the episode – um, not long after she ended up waking up, she was finally able to sleep back in her room and she woke up crying. And so she had to be attended to. So I apologize. Uh, did I tell you that? Did I already mention or, uh, yeah, I got something like that. And I've always said, man, it's cool. Yeah. Be a daddy. So, Don't let me interrupt. I know. I know. But, um, so yeah, we were supposed to have it last night, but now we're making it up right now. Um, Right about the hour mark, I'm going to be getting off here pretty soon, but and it looks like uh, DB probably isn't going to be getting on this time, but I'm sure he'll want to talk about this next time. Do you pay attention to Gavin McGinnis at all? No, I don't. That's okay. Um, no, and I don't pay attention to Tim Poole, but somehow today I got to listen to his, his music. Oh, yeah, he's got a new... Uh, He's got a new um, song out or something like that. I didn't care for it, but apparently it was like yeah. number one and some kind of like random thing on iTunes or Amazon or. Yeah. Um, and good, other, I mean, other people like it. He, uh, yeah, he's, he's gone. Um, he's been doing well, I guess he's got like five to 600,000 views on it or whatever. I really didn't know he was much of a musician myself, but as it turns out, it looks like he is, um, which is good for him. Um, and what's funny is that, yeah, he's, they've gone up on whatever board that they're on. Uh, Alex Jones has a new book out um, called, the, what is it, The Great Reset? Something to that effect. And uh, I guess that went to number nine in the world. Uh, he was uh, he was talking about that on his show, or has been for a little bit. So um, yeah, well, this good, for guy him. good for him. Yeah, um, same guy that I'm trying to get to publish my book. You know, he puts out a book, and he goes at see why I want to get him to to um, just merely mention my book. Fucking all of a sudden goes to number one. You know, on Amazon, it's like hell yeah, dude. That's the shit that I'm talking about. But um, to get back to Gavin McInnes real quick. So there's something that has taken place. Uh, looks like maybe two nights ago on his show, um, it was interrupted. Somebody had come into his, his uh, studio 
and um, he's got it's just I think him and his producer Ryan and uh, you see him kind of looking over and he tells Ryan not to let the not to let whoever it is that's skulking about on the outside of the door I guess that you can kind of see through the, the window or something and he said don't let him in and then he lets him in or, or the guy gets in somehow and then you see Gavin stand up and he's talking to the guy and he's like hey can I how about I I'll get a lawyer and we'll set up an appointment and we'll talk about this later and um you don't hear much else and then you hear him say i didn't let you in um and then uh he walks off screen <clears throat> and i think you hear him say again um something to the effect of uh i'll get a lawyer you know we'll, i'll have you talk with my lawyer we'll all sit down and whatever so um and then that's it and then the the stream stays up for i don't know an hour or so 30 minutes to an hour and then it shuts down you don't hear anything from gavin you don't hear anything from anyone else and in fact i i heard about this on tim pool um i saw i saw a uh a video on youtube with the thumbnail and the the title of it being that gavin mcginnis got arrested so i checked into that and i went on to censor.tv and sure enough that's what happened in the, the episode so um Tim Pool is reporting that there are certain people who are saying that Gavin McGinnis was in fact arrested and, and was sitting in a cell somewhere. Um, I guess some other uh, claims are is that it wasn't the police uh, that arrested him. Um, some theories uh, or rumors are saying that it was the feds came and got him. Uh, not much more has been confirmed, like why he was arrested since then. Um, you know, so it's really kind of all speculation. I think the first thing that would have came to or did come to my mind was January 6th, because Gavin McGinnis is the founder of the Proud Boys. Uh, he did step down. Tario, some guy named Tario ended up becoming that. He was a bit of a some people said he was a bit of a snake. I don't know much about it. Um, they said that he was a snitch, that he had actually worked. He was a he was a CEO for the. Uh, the feds for the FBI at some point, but I kind of talked about that, about uh, why, and I guess he turned in a uh, pedophile. So, you know, it's like, all right, well, there's worse things that you could, you could snitch out somebody for. Um, so anyway, I assumed that it was something to do with, with nine, I'm sorry, with uh, January 6th, but you see Gavin McGinnis is a really, really smart guy. And he called out the Proud Boys. So he's no longer the leader of the Proud Boys, but he still has some influence within him. Um, when he was leader, Charlottesville happened. And he actually told the Proud Boys, do not go. And I think he even went as far as saying, if you go to Charlottesville, you will be kicked out of the club. We will not allow for you to go into the club, I think. I don't know about that last part, but I knew I do know for sure that um, – because there's other people that have said that, but I do know for sure that he told the Proud Boys not to go to Charlottesville. Um, and so that's why it wasn't like a Proud Boy um, presence there. I guess there was a couple guys that had went, whatever, but um, Gavin McGinnis called it out before it happened. And then Charlottesville happened and Gavin could sit back on those laurels and say, hey, I told my guys not to go. I knew not to go. He did the same with January 6th. And this J6 committee bullshit you know, they're trying to pull in Owen Schroyer, who works for InfoWars. They're trying to 
Pullman Roger Stone, who has ties to Alex Jones and InfoWars as, as, as well as President Trump. They're trying to pull in Alex Jones, even though it is on camera. Alex Jones saying multiple times for people not to go into the Capitol, rather to go to the other side of the Capitol where they had a stage and they were going to do, um, you know, speeches and all that other stuff. Um, and yet they're still trying to get Alex Jones. I assumed that it probably had something to do with this uh, arrest of Gavin McGinnis with that same deal that they're, they're trying to throw at Alex Jones. But Gavin McGinnis, again, said, do not go to the Capitol. On January 6th, he had said it beforehand. So he knew enough to to say, hey, man, just be cautious. Don't go to that thing. You know, let other people do it, whatever. So I doubt that it has much to do with that, although it wouldn't surprise me since, like I said, they're already going after Alex Jones, Roger Stone, um, you know, Owen Schroyer, other people for merely being in Washington, D.C. on that date and uh, trying to hold them, uh, hold something against them. So. Um, I don't know what else it could have been when it comes to, uh, Gavin McGinnis and why he's in jail, but I'm sure eventually it'll, it'll come out, you know, whatever it was that, that, uh, they caused him to, uh, <clears throat> to be, I don't know if you could call it raided or had the police or, or whatever law enforcement come in and talk to him, but, uh, it's pretty bizarre, you know, and kind of, um, kind of sets I don't know, somebody like me on edge because it's like, is this a part of the deep state? Is this a part of the Biden administration? Is this a part of this, this entity within Washington that's going after the dissenters that's doing everything in their power to take away their voices and to uh, silence the, the people that would speak out against them? Well, <clears throat> Go ahead. I believe it is on a many different levels. You know, one being I believe in God and Jesus. So there's always, you know, the Ephesians six twelve thing going on. And then uh, I believe that uh, there are just people with bad intentions out there also. And there are many plans. And, you know, we both, I believe, you know, we could both agree that whatever's going on right now is similar to the uh, protocols and um you know the sars the john hopkins uh johns hopkins johns hopkins sars uh epidemic pandemic thing right um you know it and that's about ready to come to an end, actually, that one there. And in that one, it talks about, and they all do, but they specifically talk about the CDC people. You know, one of those people's heads going to be on the chopping block. And right. Yeah. Uh, you know, so there's that, If you know, if that, but I believe they're always got a plan going on. And, you know, I look back through history and, I've seen the same thing over and over. Now this would be a big coup if it is allowed to happen. If we they can break America down, and they they are because they like that the school relief. You know that blows some people's minds, man. That just pisses them off, right? And mm-hmm. all the other stuff that's going on, you know. Uh, 
them acting like there's no inflation. Right. Watching everything get shut down and them going, no, everything's great. The economy's great. What are you talking about? Right. Yeah. Propaganda is just the narrative, you know. Of, oh, yeah. No, we're doing fine. Doing good. And it's like, yeah, I don't think so, man. You know. Oh, well, you know, at least gas isn't $5 anymore. Yeah, but it's still more than double than it was when this jackass got in office. And then they're like, well, it could be again. Keep it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Go ahead. Say it again. Motherfucker. We're gonna... Go ahead. I bet it's up at 512 tomorrow, <laughs> bitch. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, shit. That's funny. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's kind of scary times, you know, with, with shit like that going on. Um, you know, it seems pretty serious. It seems, at least in terms of Gavin McGinnis, um, and this new sweep of, uh, censorship that's happening. Uh, oh, I don't think we talked about it last time. Uh, Andrew Tate, or did we? Andrew Tate getting canceled? Did we talk right. about it? I feel like we did, maybe. I think we Um, but yeah, so he's canceled. I guess he had put out a, uh, a final video or something to that effect where uh, he was basically like saying goodbye and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm handing off the, the reins to the people that I had trained or whatever to be like him or what, whatever it may be. And, uh, and that's it. And uh, cause he got taken off of Instagram. Um, what was it? Instagram, Facebook, I think YouTube, um, even though I just saw some shorts of him today, um, you know, so, uh, it, yeah, new sweeping. Oh yeah, we did because I talked about, uh, um, what's his name getting kicked to the, the, uh, CRT guy, James Lindsay. So, you know, that happening, people getting arrested, them going after Trump the way that they are about, you know, about, uh, the Mar-a-Lago raid, which, uh, on the episode I put out that I'm going to have out before this, <clears throat> they, uh, you know, just put out the heavily redacted um, affidavit for why they had, had uh, went for the, the raid itself, you know, and it's just, it's all, it's all um, for not, it's all bullshit, you know, all the reasons that they're giving for it and shit like that. It's just, it's, it's all horseshit, you know, and uh, the, it, I don't want to say it's necessarily frightening, but it's it's worrisome, you know, to see the lengths that they'll go to to, to um, you know, quell dissent. Well, if you ain't right with Christ, you need to be worried about it. And if you are, you need to be praying about it. Truth. True that. So. And get to know your people some more. Hang out, talk with them. Yeah, get your little you, tribe. These are good things you're saying here, sir. I agree. I agree with that. But um, uh, it'll take a miracle to get us out of this. Yeah, I think you know. I I at times I have hope that. Uh, you know, that the American people, kind of like what um, Michael Malice and, and other libertarians will say about um, your opposition in terms of them running things is, you know, to let them 
do what they're going to do and make it as bad as they're going to make it because then people will rebel against it because it's so bad. Um, the only thing that I worry about is that they'll, they'll break it so bad that it, it's unfixable, you know? Um, however, I was talking with somebody the other day about civil war and, um, I said, you know, in, in, in case of, let's say it's not a civil war, but it's, it's, it's all, it's awfully close. And, you know, we end up having a, an economy that falls apart and all of this, that, and the other falls apart. We're still a lot further ahead than we were in 19, in the 1930s and in the 1940s, you know, during the great depression, we're still a lot further ahead, especially in terms of like technology and, and, um, you know, ways to run business and, and all the, the information that's out there where, yeah, we might fall apart too, you know, but we know how to put it back together a lot better than we did, you know, and that could turn everything around too. So, um, you know, we might have to go through some pretty shitty times in order to get out on the other side better. Um, you know, but I think that, I think we'd be able to do it a lot faster than they did it back in, in, you know, the, the late forties and fifties. Um, I don't know that it was hard. I had grandparents that I listened to as a little kid and asked them about the great depression and dude, it was hard. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, that's what I'm kind of saying is that I think that I think with us being further along than, than they were then, I think it's, it's a lot, it'll, it'll, it'll be a lot easier than it was then. Not saying it's going to be easy, but it'll be a lot better than it was back then, and it was terrible back then, you know. Um, if that's if that's the way that I hope that the right people will get into office, that the people will um, won't put up with the shit. I have some hope in that, you know. At times, um, other days I'm just like, oh man, it's all going to fall apart, you know. And there's no saving it and shit like that. But when I do have hope that's that's kind of what i have hope in is that uh i that we that will be okay you know even though shit seems pretty bleak at times now but uh you know we're still here we're still uh we're still doing podcasts you and me and um you know we're still all right still sipping whiskey you know yeah i'm not dodging and i mean people like you and me we know how to um, how to get out and make a dollar, you know, if need be. So we're going to be okay. Um, well, do you have anything else, sir, that you wanted to talk about? Uh, there'll be the uh, big uh, Fringe Radio Network dot uh, com blowout on the 29th at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern on Spreaker. Y'all want to check that out. I have all kinds of really cool people. I might be on that, there. I don't know. Is that the is networking that? FringeRadioNetwork.com? Yep. FringeRadioNetwork.com. FringeRadio. <clears throat> yeah, and they got some kind of deal with Spreaker, so we can... One of these days, we'll have to go live. Yeah, I, I agree. Let me know when. I'll set it up. I'll put a... I will make a date. We might that. have to use the old uh, Skype, and you'll have to have the Spreaker. Okay. Or maybe just Absolutely. Skype. I don't know. I'll figure it out. 
Okay. Sounds good. Would you like to plug yourself, good sir? Yeah, and uh, my show is uh, Nuclear Knucklehead at yahoo.com. Nuclear nuclear Knucklehead at yahoo.com. There you go. <laughs> Somehow I'm like, forgot. And, uh, I thought I was uh, underwater. I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> and you can find him on Facebook. Yep. I'm, a, I'm out there. And I sent you a link to when uh, <laughs> it was on Twitter. As I watched it, and I was like, oh, and I just unsent it to you because uh, I remember you are banned from Twitter. So I don't know yeah, if I send been. you links, can you watch them? I don't think so. <laughs> I can only, <laughs> I can only, I can only kind of observe what some other people like on twi- on trending and what my the people that I already follow were saying. Um, but I can't, I can't interact. I can't like anything. I can't leave any messages or anything like that. So I can only observe. <clears throat> um that part i don't think I, I i can't get into any of the messages um so kind of screwed on that unless you maybe i don't even think i can get notifications to uh see if you sent me something you know well, it, it blew my mind the video actually i was like oh wow and like you sent some... it to me on facebook too uh yeah i sent it yeah somebody okay. else shared it to me on facebook and i tried to forward it to you uh, and then I was like, "Oh, that's Twitter. Never mind." Right. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to check it out, homeboy. Yeah, it was some um, little uh, Asian boy or kid getting run over a couple times, geez. and nobody did anything, and it just laid there on the street. Man, it was just like I was like, "Wow, damn!" Was um, like, oh, oh my. Yeah, it went on. I was like crazy. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Um, yeah, I'll check it out. Sorry, I'm like in the middle of trying to write something too. Um, okay, I'll check that out. Not that I, I don't know if I necessarily want to now. Uh, yeah, I was going to recommend, you know, you don't want to watch that. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, it's one of those things where if I was there, I'd have done something. But I can't right. do anything. I don't even know when they made that. It looked Dude. weird anyway. It was definitely Asian somewhere. Yeah. Well, I had saw something, and I don't know if this is a thing. If I have any, uh, if I have any um, Asian from the Orient people who listen to me who want to reach out, um, I saw a video in China of this little kid who jumped into a pool, and. Um, he drowned. You watch him drown. And there are people all around him. And they don't do shit. And at the end of it, you see him at the bottom of the and I mean it's just like this is this like is this supposed like is this allowed on this shit? Like out of all the things that aren't allowed on and this was on Twitter. On Twitter or Facebook, you allow for this fucking video to be on here. And I mean it was somebody that was criticizing it or whatever. And I think they're actually criticizing the, the Chinese culture. And there's a whole bunch of comments about people that were like, yeah, you know, this is how they are in China and this is this, that, and the other. Um, I don't know specifically. I've never been to China, but uh, it was, it was, uh, man, seeing that was pretty hard to watch. Well, here, imagine this. It does not pay to be different at all in China and drowning while everybody else around is not drowning. Well, (laughs) It don't help you. 
that you're drowning in front of all those people because, you know, that's different. I guess, man. Whatever it was, it was uh, it was hard to watch, man. See a kid, you know, drown and yeah, it's like that. The video I watched, these people rode bicycles around the kid and looked down at him and kept on going. And I'm like, wow. And there's some kind of wet spot that showed up. So this is kind of like black and white. So I don't know what <laughs> the wet spot was that came up around that kid. But I was like, oh, man, really? Jeez. It does not pay to be different. You know, stopping and helping someone out like that is different. So. Right. Really. So I mean, you don't want to have a different haircut. You don't want to walk different, talk different. Well, yeah, I mean, different. it's a, obviously a completely different culture than what we have here in the States where, you know, it's uh, there's just differences there of like. <clears throat> I heard something about the women being more uh, self-conscious and that's why they perform better um, than women from the States. Something to that effect. Um, again, I don't know how true this shit is. I've never been there. Uh, I just saw a video the other day. I've seen some other videos too, um, you know, of, of, of over there, but that's not enough to give you enough context of, you know, what the culture necessarily is. But man, it was hard to watch. I can tell you that much, um, especially for a kid. And it's like, man, that, you know, the longer it went on, I was like, okay, somebody surely is going to jump in and get this kid. That's going to be a happy ending at the end of this. And it never happened. And then the video shut off and I'm like, I am not happy that I watched that shit. Right. Yeah. I would, uh, put my, my I don't know, my pinky finger, I suppose that America, that wouldn't happen here. You wouldn't yeah. see that here. Um, I mean, even in a place like New York City or, you know, a major city where you have a lot more apathy, um, even you though might see a couple people go by, but somebody, yeah, somebody's going to do it. Somebody, somebody will turn around. Place. Yeah. So. Um, all right. Well, um, oh, yeah, you can find me at or get a hold of me at me TV one one zero five at gmail dot com. Find me on almost any social networking platform with the exception of TikTok, Instagram, and now, again, Twitter. Uh, by just looking up John Machada, and please go to the website, theweaponbook.com. Check it out. Leave me a review. Get the first chapter, and then leave me a review. I think that's how that goes. Um, that's it for me, buddy. I will uh, talk to you, and we'll uh, set up another time to do this, hopefully with D.B. Cooper next time. Um until next time, be accountable, be responsible, don't be a liberal or a punk-ass liberal. Later, buddy. Peace. Hello. My name is John Machado, and this is the Gunpowder Plot Show, also known as the Guy Fox Podcast. And I'm joined by my friend, Bentley Meadow slash Bentley Craig. Hi, sir. How Hello. are you? I'm all good here. Good. Bueno. Not very bad so not very bad um we may be beep 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 we may be being joined is that a, an appropriate sentence right sentence correct sentence um by told me earlier so uh he said he might be getting on um after a bit so i just sent him a sent him a link and then uh and there's something specific that I want to talk with him and you about um, 
you'll see once we once he gets on. But um, do you have anything specific that you would like to speak about, sir? <clears throat> well, um, I know you've always kind of been teetering on the uh, the flat Earth thing. I mean, um, I, you, you Jack O'Neill. <laughs> uh, well, he's tall enough. You know, he's probably like this shit doesn't look around, and I'm up high, so makes sense. Well, he he flew to Australia, and he didn't flip upside down in the airplane. So, uh, there. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Shaq. Uh, I like Shaq. Um, I like him. Yeah, I think I've always just liked him. He's uh, he's done some pr pretty kooky shit. Uh, he was... So, uh, 311, which is a band that I'm a huge fan of, um, and have been for a very long time, they uh, are out there in LA. They're originally from Omaha, Nebraska. And... Uh, when they're out there in LA, they all like basketball and Shaq ended up playing for the LA Lakers and, uh, ended up like, they really liked him. They're big fans of him and he liked their music. And dude, back when he was rapping, he went to their concerts, um, and was like a guest rapper or whatever. They even did a video. Oh shit. Jack, it was a Jack of that. Um, where he was in their video and i think there was like a, a concert he went to where he got in the mosh pit which you know that was back in the day they used to start all over um but he ended up getting busted in the mouth bleeding. <laughs> so uh just one of the many kind of kooky things that he did did it wasn't he no i'm getting i'm getting him who was Sinbad? Oh, yes, it was. It was him and Sinbad. And he got confused in that Mandela effect about um, Kazam. Oh, there's a new one. What do you mean? There's a oh. new uh, Mandela effect that I hadn't heard before. What's that? The uh, <clears throat> Britney Spears and her... Oh. Uh, her okay so her, her outfit right. in the video of uh you know way back when when she's a little girl yeah for anybody i know this one because do, do we talk about it on a podcast no no, no. Um, but i, I, I recalled it i listened to two guys talk about it and uh before they said it i remember seeing it in my head because i was running a nightclub at the time so a lot of times it, her was on the TV in a video right. or something playing, it wasn't really you couldn't hear it in the bar. What? But, what was the color? What did you think the color was? I so, remember seeing her in black and white. Black and white. What? What was the design? School girl, um, just a black skirt and a white button down with the belly. So that. So this is the Mandela effect. Is that it's it's the color of the skirt for the listeners of um <clears throat> britney spears and hit me baby one more time yeah. what you as the listener remember before we tell you the answer what do you remember the color of her skirt being so now that i've given them all a second to think um i remember it being a plaid skirt 
Um, but now, and it, it, it goes through a couple of different colors. I feel like I remember it being pink and white plaid. Um, other people certainly remember it being plaid. So that's the, that's the Mandela effect. Because if you go back and watch the video, you were right. She is in a black skirt. And it, it's blowing people's minds left and right. Because How about, did she do Saturday, Saturday Night Live? Because I'll also recall her in, you know, a plaid thing where right. it could have been some other girl at that time, too. But what I remember was a uh, girl that was my uh, doorman, a little girl. It's kind of cool. And she hated Brittany and what she stood for how she was perceiving women and all that stuff that just she was gross to this girl right <clears throat> so i was like well she looks good she's like she's 17 i was like oh okay <laughs> never mind yeah gotta be careful she's um she's man that that conservative conservative board yep yeah, I, I think i'd I don't think I ever have said that right. Um, really messed her up. Her dad being uh, in charge of her and, and a year older than me. So she's about 40. Great shape. Still looks hot. Oh, that's, you know what? That's just so funny. Did you hear the video that came out with her recently? Uh, I'm sorry, the audio, audio recording. I don't think it's any video to it. All I heard recently of her was some kind of her and elton john song no what yeah what did is it her? it was yeah. auto tune dude i don't know who it was it could have been you singing it. yeah well you know they do crazy stuff um no so there was a recording that i think she's got two sons and a daughter i think so anyway I think one of these little fucking privileged shithead kids um, took a started recording his mom and uh, whatever that dancer's name was that she had the two boys with and maybe even the, the daughter. Um, she was getting onto these kids and she was <laughs> I guess one of them didn't want to wear shoes outside in the snow. And she was getting on to these kids, one of the kids about whatever, and all the kids started fucking teaming up against her. <laughs> and so this video, this, this audio recording goes viral or whatever. And, it, you know, everybody's listening to it. A whole bunch of people were getting mad at her saying, you know, I don't know, she's crazy, you know, that she's too harsh on the kids or whatever. I listen to it and I go, she's a good mom. <laughs> like she... She's not wanting her son. Like, I think she called them some names, like, you know, are you dork or nerd or dumb or whatever it may be. Right. Um, you know how many times I've said that to my, my kids? My son will do something and I'll be like, why did you just do that? And he'll be like, I don't know. I'll be like, that was dumb. So you're not dumb. Um, use your big brain and don't do that again. Okay. <laughs> like, I fucking just, what was it yesterday? Um, my son had to come out because he had, you know, he had pushed his sister or whatever. And, um, oh, I lost it because him, my daughter, who's six and going through some like phase of annoying the shit out of us on purpose. 
So those two and my wife, all three of them, I'm out cutting the yard and my son stops me, which anytime my momentum when I'm doing something gets halted, I get into a fucking rage, you know, <laughs> and my son comes out and I'm like, that's it. You, none of you can get along. All you get inside. What the fuck? You know, <laughs> I just start cussing. I kick the fucking, the mower bag, you know, <laughs> like get out of here. So, um, and I consider myself a pretty good parent and to hear her onto her kids about not wearing shoes in the, in the snow and cold weather because you're going to get sick. You know what I mean? Is like, she's a, she's being a good mom. Like what the fuck? Leave her alone. You know, for anybody to think that she was doing a bad job, it's like, you're out of your mind. So that, but that was, uh, yeah. And I just saw the Elton John thing today i think it was i haven't listened to it but um i'm a lot i'm a lot more of a britney supporter now than i was back in the day because i kind of felt the same i guess as your door lady uh that it was just well it was pop music and i was i was always against pop music anyway however i always did think that she uh looked quite nice and then she started hanging out with Paris Hilton. Yeah, I, I am not a fan of Paris Hilton, dude. Oh, she is. Uh, she is. She is not a good. And the thing was, is that she was made out to be some kind of a role model, you know, to a degree. It was like something that I mean, she was like, wasn't she? She was before the Kardashians. So oh she, yeah, yeah. yeah so she, she was already porno or. Yeah, here, how about that? Remember her little sex tape? Uh, a Night in Paris? Yes. Yeah. Well, I worked at a pizza place, or a, uh, it was a real nice pizza place, but actually I had a buffet and wine and beer. Anyway, had a bunch of Mexicans in the kitchen, and at that time that was going on, I guess, and they're like, can you get that? And I'm like, okay, I'll find it and bring it in, you know. I like to work with my brothers, you know. The porno? They wanted you to get the porno? <laughs> they wanted me to get it. I was like, all right. So I brought it into them, and they were all happy. And then the next day, they like threw it back at me. I was like, that's trash. And I'm like, dude, that's the video. <laughs> I was like, that's it. Um, you know, and I tried to tell them before. I'm like, dude, it's like green. Her eyes are glowing. Yeah, yeah, cause it's on night. It's um, it's what? What's the uh, shit? I can't think of the name of it. Night Some vision. Kind of night vision. Yeah, or... like night vision. Fucking porn. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <That> was stupid. <laughs> and she wasn't like she. She has high eyes, or I don't know if they're if they're high eyes. What the fuck they are? She looks retarded. She looks halfway retarded. Um, and she doesn't have a good body. Like, I never thought that she was attractive. I know other people have, but her and her friend, uh, Nicole, um, shit, what was her name? Uh, Nicole. Simba, but, uh, but, uh, Richie. Nicole Richie, yeah. She was, she was hit, man. Her face was ugly as fuck. And, uh, you know, they just, they just, uh, kind of personified, uh, greed, you know, and, um, and I, oh, I hated those two. 
and they're annoying, you know, and they would do all these shows and stuff, which, you know, Hey man, you gotta, you, you understand that it'll bring in money and you, you uh, do it for that. I mean, you know, I'm a free market guy, so do what you're going to do. But I, uh, I reserve the right to, um, to, to disdain you, disdain you, disdain you, not like you, um, as I did. So, but that's fun too. That's funny that <laughs> they ask you to go get the porno. Uh, yeah, because it brings back memories of my dumb friends. Um, it's so funny. Like for any women listening, uh, <laughs> little boys, man, uh, or teenage boys, whatever. I remember we used to, um, switch out porns dude remember porn mags oh man the, the the teenagers nowadays got no idea they got no idea about the struggle back in the day man none i got a good uh <clears throat> playboy penthouse anyway one of us one of me of three or four of us as teenagers you know sixth grade seventh grade mm-hmm some uh, one of us ended up with like a briefcase full of just cut out of those <laughs> naked girl pictures, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, somehow, some way, it went under one of our buddies' garage in the backyard. They had a little shed out there, a little wood shed, and it got underneath it. Anyway, some giant wind came through. And blew every bit of it out into the yard. <laughs> it was like it had chain link fences on both sides. So both chain link fences on both sides of the yard had them all <laughs> up and down it. And, you know, and this was like this mom and dad and family were the, you know, all the time in church. Everybody's <coughs> on their way to be a preacher. Yeah, that uh, that did not work out well. That's that's funny man yeah that's one of those yeah it was comical actually man i mean yeah stepping outside to see nothing but fucking porn littering your your yard and neighbor's yard do you imagine some old lady coming out and getting hit in the face (laughs) when the wind blows it right to her face and it's just gone (laughs) fucking great like wow (laughs) that would have been like a 19 79 <laughs> 80 oh man um yeah shit and that's so funny like being i remember being that young and running around my neighborhood and shit dude we used to uh go into like we lived right next to a trailer park right and uh i remember going into like the abandoned trailer the trailers or whatever and you'd go in and check it out dude you'd find all sorts of shit you'd find porn Oh, they'd just be porn littered in some of them. Like, holy shit, and just, you know, a couple of 13, 14, 15-year-old kids um, going around. I remember one time we actually, oh, we found a uh, fire extinguisher and never let it off before. You know, we've never, we had never done it uh, or uh, saw what it would do. And sure enough, fucking let that thing off in the <laughs> in a room, in a trailer. And that shit was just like a fucking cloud, poof, right? I mean, all over the place. And then um, somebody, somebody in the neighborhood, um, I guess, must have heard it and ran in to see who is intruding on this abandoned trailer, and we're all hiding underneath the. Oh God, I can still get. I have the taste in my mouth of that fire extinguisher, 
got everywhere and then we're hanging we're, we're hiding under the bed under the shitty bed frame which is probably disgusting and um that all that fucking suit and shit in your mouth ugh, disgusting anywho um let's see if i can segue into this anywho so we grew up right from from those times of, of looking for porn and checking out abandoned trailers and graduated high school and then we, we went into college some of us like myself did year, did a, a year and a half of college and took a break and then later came back to college because i listened to other people and i took out student loans me as a young adult dealing with the government signing the contract to take on these loans and i did it for a few years i think it was three years i racked up fifty five thousand dollars in debt Guess what the government eventually ended up doing? Garnishing your wages. No, no, they just they just recently uh, uh, Biden passed a executive order to um, using the Heroes Act or Hero Heroes Act to cancel ten to twenty thousand dollars of my school loans. What do you think about that? I don't like it one bit. Yeah, because you have to pay for it, and so do I, and so does anybody else that pays taxes, which would not be the illegal aliens. And we got to pay for those guys, and we got to pay for their them going to college. Um, the left is so screwed up, man. So yeah, I was trying. To, I don't think that was a very good segue. That was just a long, stupid, um, hard-fought segue into talking about the school loan. Um, or school debt cancellation that has recently passed. Um, yeah, so they used this Heroes Act, which was supposed to be, I think, in times of war. Um, it was. It's a. It's a, a, I think a nine eleven. Excuse me. Deal, um, or came about from nine eleven. So anyway, uh, they used that and they, the excuse or it was like any time that there's a uh, state of emergency, which they're still using the COVID thing. So that's how we I, I, man, like I think everybody can see that what this is, is Biden and the Democrats um, trying to fulfill that promise to their own base to forgive student loan debt. Um, so that they'll have a better chance in the midterms. I think most did. Do you get that from this? Do you get that feel? Or am I no? <clears throat> I guess something similar, but mine is it's just another nail in our coffin or another jab to separate us. You know, some people like me, I can't. You know, I'm like, how can you even think about something like that? Do you know how? things work and then there's people that are totally thinking i'm a criminal criminal for thinking like that and of course you should forgive everybody's debt and everybody's everything <laughs> you know i'm like uh no no yeah because it's you're you're quite literally robbing the american taxpayer to to appease a small minority of people in this country. <clears throat> yeah. And it's Through just the making them happy. And then plus, you know, I don't believe in a half a, a New York second that Biden is in charge of anything. 
that that man has any idea what is going on, which is why I've always tried to refer to him as O Biden because of Obama. Yeah. Well, there's you're not alone. There's a lot of people that believe that Obama is um, pulling the strings uh, behind the curtain. Uh, he had a, uh, a a video that I think fairly recently went viral um, where he was recorded as saying that he would like to. Oh, I'm going to have to paraphrase this. Um, he would like to pull it. He would like to be retired, but still or be the president from a distance. I think he said something yeah, to from that. a basement and a couch on yeah. a couch. Yeah. And, and so a lot of people took that. Um, as that's what's happening. Um, there yeah. is that he is running things from behind the curtain. Um, I don't know. How much almost I all the people in O'Biden's administration, it was from Obama's administration, or at least a part of his um, campaign people. Are in there? Are you saying? Yeah. You know, so that means like, Everybody's know or not like apparently everybody uh, that, you know, his mind has gone. And I knew that back in like 2019, 2018. Yeah. And so to other people, but. Oh, yeah. But I had him argue with me that he was not. Oh, you had those people argue with you that he was he was in his right state of mind. Yeah. And, you know, and I didn't like him. And why didn't I like him? Because he's just some old grandpa. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. No, I, um, no, I, I'm right there with you, uh, in terms of like he, seeing him in his mental decline in, in 2019 on the campaign trail. I mean, it's a lot of people understand that he, you know, he wasn't, uh, campaigning as certainly not as often as Trump was. Uh, and, and I would argue not as much as, as any other candidate in his spot would have. And, you know, the excuse was is that he was trying to avoid getting COVID, which he eventually got two weeks in a row after being um, shot twice, uh, vaxxed twice and boosted, what, three, four times. So, um, you know, that's the excuse that they'll use. But um, I think I'm right there with you in the sense that he was – uh, in a, in a state of mental decline. Um, I don't know how much I believe. I'm now, I'm not going to poo poo the theory. Could it be a possibility? Sure. Um, at times I think I lean towards that. Um, I listened to two different, uh, podcasts recently, uh, one being Tim pools. I don't know, maybe I'm just switching my cycles and, uh, they were talking about, uh, that maybe he's faking it so that people think he's weak um, as, as like a tactic so that when they get too close, then he can wield, you know, he's, he's, he's got his full, what is it? Volition. And he can, um, he actually will use that against them, right? Use that in his favor that they believe that he's weak, but rather he's, he's fully there. He's playing possum. Playing possum. I don't know how much I believe that one. I think I, I don't believe, believe that at all. Right. He, because most of these dumb people in, in Washington, D.C. can't act to save their lives. Uh, and he he acts that part far too well. 
Uh, yeah, Chevy Chase probably couldn't have done that. Yeah, he's if he's acting, he's arguably maybe the, one of the best actors ever. Um, which I do have to point out something. I watched a movie. I watched two movies. I watched The Samaritan. It's it's uh, Sylvester Stallone's new movie on Amazon. And then I watched another movie called Vendetta, I think it is. And that's got, let's see. That has got Rolo from um, Vikings, the brother from Vikings. It's got Bruce Willis. It has Mike Tyson. It has um, Thomas Jane. Um, it's it's got a, a dude from Sons of Anarchy. He was the he was the younger guy. Um, it's got all these guys in it, right? So some fairly big name actors. It was so bad. It was I couldn't believe because I've seen all of these guys act, right? I've seen. Uh, most of Sons of Anarchy. I've seen all the Vikings. I've seen many, many Bruce Willis movies. Um, Thomas Jane, I remember watching him as the Punisher, which is kind of what this movie was like, was the Punisher. But it was so, it was terrible. Um, Bruce Willis, there was so many times where you're just watching it going, are they trying to make this bad on purpose like is this just supposed to be funny how terrible this is i mean there was dialogue there was oh there was times when like bruce willis you just almost feel sad for in watching it and he kind of took the same route as um not luke cage damn it what's his name um cage uh raising arizona what's his name nicholas nicholas cage uh, kind of took the same route that he's taken because Nicolas Cage has been working his ass off. He's been in uh, tons of movies. He went like full, full D list, full or full C list, and just started making movies left and right. Every couple months, there'd be a new movie out with Nicolas Cage starring in it. And um, but the thing is, is that Nicolas Cage is still good. Like there's some movies that he's made are just terrible, but he's still a really good actor. Like he'll have a couple of gems that come out. Bruce Willis, who recently has come out. I, I guess there's like some kind of, he's got some kind of um, brain chemical disorder where he's lost the ability to, to talk and um, to take in information, I think is what the other thing was. <clears throat> but, yeah. So this, and he's quit. He's doing acting. You'll, you'll probably never see him in another film. Unless he plays some kind of quiet role. Uh, but he had a couple of those movies that he had made, those C-level movies um, that they've, they've like, you know, got done with production and all that. And will come out later, like a year or two later after he's done filming. So there's, there's a couple of movies that are still to come out. But outside of that, he'll probably never act again. Which is really sad because I've always been a big Bruce Willis fan. Yes. Um, yes. And it's even worse to see. To see... Uh, Oh shit! What's the goats movie that he was in? I see dead people. Yes, whatever movie that is, because I can't think of the name of it. Six um, sense. Six cents. Six cents. Jeez, see how bad my brain is at night. Uh, no, that's your brain all the time. Whatever. So to see him in Six Sense and how good he was in that. To see him in 
uh, right? And how good he was in that. And then to see him in this movie is just, you're like, the fuck happened, man? You know, it's sad. It's really, really sad. And in, like I said, the movie is terrible. But the same with the Samaritan. Like, but it's better. I will say that. It's better than this movie. Uh, there were some parts that it's like, who wrote this? You know, who, who thought that this would be a good thing to put in here? Because it, it's, it's almost too fast moving. Uh, the acting isn't so good, um, which is really sad because Sylvester Stallone um, is a really smart guy, especially when he first came into Hollywood. Because of the parts he's played, people thought that he was dumb, like Rocky. You know, that's just that character kind of stuck with him. But he wrote Rocky, you know, it's like yeah. you might think he's stupid, but the dude wrote a story that was made into a film that turned out to be really good. And he made millions of dollars, millions upon millions of dollars doing this. You know, he wrote. A whole we got an Oscar different. out of that movie. Yeah. And he, he played in Fist. He played. Um, what was the soccer movie? I think I think Pele was in it. Ah, uh, saw it years ago. Wow, yeah, yeah. wasn't it like a prison? It was a prison soccer movie or something. I can't recall. Yeah, so he he's he was in that. Um, he's been in a ton of movies, over the top, um, Rambo. You know, he was in all the Rambo movies, obviously. Uh, which he just made another the the last one. I don't know, five years ago, um, which wasn't yeah. bad. You know, he uh. He had a he's been a very successful. Yeah, and I I uh, was a big Rambo fan. Like oh, I read man. all the old the books. Yep. And in, in the first book, he dies. So <clears throat> does he really? I didn't know yeah. that. Everybody dies. Really How? <laughs> Everybody in the woods, they all die. He blows up the whole town. Yeah, he wasn't real nice in the book. Well, how does, how did they, was there more than that book? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, when you read the second one, the author, David Morrell, says, you know, through the uh, magic of Hollywood, Rambo lives, and they've asked me to write this one. And uh, he starts the next one out in prison, right? Rambo's in Fort Leavenworth, making, oh. little, making little rocks out of big rocks, and he's also... At one point, he's laying there in his cell masturbating, just so you know. That was not a, um, that was not the movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> okay. Well, you got to keep that testosterone up one way or another. Um, <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much, dude. You just. Jeez. Back uh... in the 80s, wasn't it? When they came out with Rambo 2. Because the first one was First Blood, and then there was, was there like First Rambo, Blood 2? First Blood Part 2, something like yes. that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the book was written like in 67, 69. Dude, you know, there's it's funny because there's certain movies out there that aren't, aren't super popular. They kind of were at the time, but one of them for Sylvester Stallone, I think maybe my favorite movie was Cobra. Did you ever see that? You must have. Oh, of course! I saw Cobra and, and Cobra. fucking Amazon Blonde. Bridget, I, 
Nelson. Yeah, I am pretty certain I've seen it, but I would say I've only seen it the one time back when it came out. <laughs> yeah, that's when I saw it. I saw it at the theater then and walked out and was like, okay, it was cool, and then never thought about it again. Or my mom and dad had rented it and, or whatever it may be. Um, it's funny because I look back at those times and it's like, man, I was I was watching all the scary movies that my sisters were watching, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, uh, uh, Friday the 13th, Chucky, all those fun things. Back in those times, Hellraiser. Holy shit. It's five, four, five, six-year-old kid, you know. No wonder I'm, I've got the... Uh, yeah, Hellraiser at five. Woo! Yeah, all that, all the hooks coming in and ripping them, ripping off your skin and shit. Um, so yeah, so anyway, um, what's the other podcast that I had watched was uh, um, part of the problem. Actually, I just got done listening to it. Part of the problem with uh, Dave Smith and Robbie Bernstein, and they were actually talking about this debt cancellation, and I loved it because, uh they brought up the same thing that I bring up about why you like, what is the source of the problem? Right. And taking, you know, paying off 10,000 to 20,000 and that's only for people who make under $125,000. Um, one, you know, they pointed out that the, there's going to be, there are people on the left that this isn't enough. There, there are people on the left that were pushing for full, debt cancellation for anyone that has any kind of um, school loan debt at all. And so 10 to 20,000, they can do shit, especially for some of these people who took on. Now I had 55,000. There's plenty of kids that had a hundred, 200, 300,000, maybe more than that in school loans, 10 to 20,000 ain't going to do much, you know, to help out their situation. Um, and so there are people on the left that are um, not too pleased with this. It didn't go far enough for them. So they're going to get pushed back from them. Um, then obviously you have us that are mad that we have to flip the bill because that's going to go on the taxpayer dollars. It's not as though that debt just disappears. It's somebody schools have already been paid. So that money has to come from somewhere. But what they had done, uh, uh, Dave Smith and Robbie Bernstein, um, is that they brought up the question, why are these colleges charging so much money to these kids, especially, and they actually went into even further than I did, which is to say they are exploiting these kids because they're teaching these, they have these programs at these colleges that you have to pay exorbitant amount of money for to go there, to go to these classes, yada, 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 to end up with a degree going to make you that money back and then some that's exploitation which is so funny because most kids that go to college especially when the, within the past five to ten years have been indoctrinated further with propaganda from these these socialist and marxist teachers um who have such a problem with capitalism because they claim that capitalism exploits the worker yet these these teachers these communists are the universities that these universities are exploiting these kids by teaching, putting them in a program, uh, uh, supplying this program that when they come out of it with this degree, it's worthless and they can't get their money back. And not only that, they're they're in terrible debt. 
you know. So I was pretty impressed with them to bring that up because I don't think I don't think I've ever went that far into it. My point was always um, it was it was kind of a twofold thing. One, why why are these colleges like what is the source of this problem? Why is there so much school debt? Because 20, 20, 30 years ago, uh, especially with community college, you could pay for your college by your side job that you had. You know, yeah. it was how cool. about here you go. Yeah. <clears throat> 1985. No, uh, the winter of 86 course, right? Mm -hmm. Starting back. Yeah. So the, the at Marshall University full-time in my hometown uh, 420 bucks for full-time and then you had I feel to buy like books. You've said that. yeah yeah I think you've told me just as an example again for people that was yeah so and I paid cash. yeah I love, I love your example I paid cash when I signed up that day it was kind of funny they're like huh and I also got in with just a high school diploma. I was like, here you go. I brought that with me. Right. And yeah. Like, okay, you're in. And now for college, community college, especially if you're going to an actual college, no longer community college or a, a junior college, um, a university um, or state college, you are going to be paying a lot of money. In a, like I said, exorbitant amounts of money towards this degree. And in, in a lot of cases, um, that degree is is not going to get you a job that you're going to be able to pay that money back. I mean, even with nurses, um, I know I know many nurses uh, who um, who are still paying off their student loan. You know, um, they're married, got kids and together with their job and their husband's job, they still can't pay off their, they still have student loan, you know, they're uh, now given, you can make an argument. Well, it's, it's their uh, poor payment, you know, their, their, their um, financing um, capabilities, uh, whatever the word is, organizational skills. You could make that argument, but you know, they are, it's not just that, you know, maybe they do have, maybe they are, are only play, paying the minimums, but it's because they, they have such a large uh, amount of debt in whatever school that they went to, right? Whether it be Michigan, um, Michigan State, uh, Wayne State, which is over here in Detroit, um, whatever college, you know, these colleges are not cheap. And they've they've taken on a lot of debt and they're having a hard time paying it off. You know, the the question is, why? Why is that? Why are colleges charging so much? And what the second question should be is, why aren't the left going after the source of that problem? Why are they going after the American taxpayer to pay that to flip that bill? Unless they're absolutely stupid, which I don't believe that they all are. I think many of them are, but I don't think that all of them are. Why aren't they going after the source of the problem, which is the schools themselves, right? The, right? The schools are the ones who set the price. And not only do they get the money from these kids who take on this exorbitant amount of, of debt, but they also get um, subsidies and grants. 
So, it, it, and not only that, many of them, like the different universities, like University of Michigan, University of Miami, University of Florida State, University of Oklahoma, University of Texas, I could go on and on and on. They have donors. They have who donate millions upon millions of dollars. I know this happens at Michigan, uh, the University of Michigan. They have like, at, I think it's at least 10 million a year coming from donors, if not more, you know. Um, so they're getting all of this money. Why are they charging these kids so much? And, and not only that, why aren't these teachers and these school boards, whatever they may be, coming out to speak out against that? And that's the, the question, the twofold question that uh, Dave Smith uh, raised. And I'm, I'm very, very happy to, to be on the same side as, as he is, which it's kind of that way with many issues, but certainly with this one, because that's, a, I think, the smart way to, to try and, and figure this out. Yeah, <clears throat> well, I see it kind of twofold. I see that other than the fact that they're just trying to destroy this country, in my opinion, that, you know, this money that has been said over and over, you know, uh, you got to meet like certain things to get this money. And I'll bet you money that somewhere along the line, it is somebody who has paid into his fund or a buddy of his loan shark in place that sent out that money will get paid off first does that make sense yeah it would be the bankers of his buddies and so well, they get a cash injection right now yeah like seeing what really ought to happen is if they're going to do something like that give you know those people who had the loan are going to lose money, but you give them a tax credit, maybe. That's kind of like a bar tab, so it's a little cheaper on your pocket. Right. Because then you don't have to print money to pay anything. You just say, nope, you don't get it, but you get it because we'll give you a, a $10,000 or $11,000 credit. Yeah, I, I mean, there's there are ways of dealing with this where um you know it makes it easier i mean the, the kids listen man there's still 18 year old kids i mean there's some of them are geniuses so you have 17 16 year old 15 year old kids that are going but for the most part overwhelmingly you have adults that are going to college right it's it's um it's their choice to go to college which is the biggest factor to point out that we that no one else should be paying for them as in the taxpayer, it should only, it should solely rest upon their shoulders. But, you know, there's, there's things like the, for these loans, the government shouldn't be charging interest. I mean, if they want to do something about it, don't charge interest on them. Right. Right. Um, make I it, knew people who had to pay those loans back and it was painful for me to watch them get treated the way they did by, you know, those collectors of that money. For sure. And it was, you know, was uh, embarrassing, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that they have deferments and things like that right now. But, I mean, I would say um, not charging interest um, would be one of the bigger things because everybody should understand. Like, take a house. When you buy a house um, and you take out a 30-year mortgage with, you know, whatever the interest rate said, I don't know if it's like five or six right now, 
um, you essentially end up paying double for your house over that 30 years. Like if you bought your house for, like I said, a hundred thousand in 30 years, paying the amount of money that you're paying, you're going to pay somewhere upwards of uh, close to double, you know, $200,000 for your hundred thousand dollar house. And people just don't take that into consideration. It's just, we all, you know, people go by, I don't know, 15, 30 year loan. How much a month? Yeah, with uh, like a friend of mine years ago, 1989, a uh, ultimately went with a uh, Suzuki sidekick. But uh, <clears throat> when when he started, I was like, "How much is it?" And he's like, "It's uh, 199 a month." And I was like, "No, how much did you pay for it?" And he's like, "199 a month." Yeah, I'm like, no, dude. No, there's an actual <laughs> price for the for the, the <laughs> motorcycle, my man. Um yeah so you know it's it's for these kids to not have to pay interest i mean even on a fifty five thousand dollar loan um with deferments and whatever um you know it's like yeah you can make it easier on them if if we were to agree on doing something going forward this was not an agreement this was not the majority of the country wanted this you know there was no um and and i certainly think that uh if we're going to practice you know, whatever aspects of democracy and majority rule, I think that something this big that affects everyone um, certainly should have been on a ballot for us to vote for, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe have that come up in the, in the midterms. Um, because I've, I've done bookkeeping and uh, I'm going to need something legit to make me take 10 grand off the books. Right. You know, Ooh. and and make my ledger come out to zero at the end of the day you know yeah and i mean i guess it but the government the government always has they have a bent right and their bent is or their their i don't know their um attractiveness to them is if i don't even think i'm explaining that right is to say to people hey we will um we will intercede for you and we will fix whatever problem we will be there to you know solve it or have a solution for you but the government sucks at everything <laughs> so their shitty solutions ends up it, and it's always always anytime that the government does stuff it, it costs money and it since they don't make money they have to tax us and so therefore their solution is to increase our prices and that fault you flip the bill for whatever terrible idea that they have which is any idea that they have almost ever um and the problem <clears throat> now becomes worse and people get used to it and then you know new problems come along it's just a growth of government every time it happens you know so they grow larger because they have to open this bureaucratic department in order to solve this problem but anytime that the, the government gets involved they screw it up any fucking time just like this this is not helping anyone it really yeah, isn't because you know this is not really people with our interest in mind like you and i don't matter right we don't matter they're doing these things because they know in their heart we don't matter yeah and, and they're always going to come up with bullshit excuses too um outside of you know we have a solution and their argument will be well you know alleviating this amount of debt from all of these people 
what it will do, it will give them the ability to save a little bit more money so that they can have down payments on houses or they can buy, you know, whatever services or products. And therefore, it'll stimulate the economy. Um, no, it won't. Not especially with and to a degree, the psychopaths that are pushing for full uh, cancellation of all student debt. This isn't really enough to, to provide that to anyone. I mean, you know, maybe it might help out. Maybe it might help out uh, the people that only have ten to twenty thousand dollars in debt, you know, but more than likely, especially with the past two years of them not paying anything on those debts because student loans were all deferred. How I didn't know that because I've, I've got it myself. <clears throat> um, it, it hasn't helped anything yet. It won't help anything because, again, those the the cost of this goes back on the taxpayer. And not only that, you've also the the um, Fed has increased the interest rates. So people are less likely to buy houses when you do that because it's so fucking expensive as it has been. Um, and this isn't for those same people who also, mind you, have a history of making poor choices and taking on debt that they can't afford. Um, that affects their credit score negatively, um, making it harder to get a loan, making it harder to get a house. So this does not help. It just doesn't. It doesn't help anyone in this situation. And um, even for this idea that it's going to help out the Dems in the in the midterms, it ain't going to help them either. I mean, he can try and claim it as a as an accomplishment, as he's been claiming all of these other terrible acts um, that he's wrote into law through executive action or, or whatever, um, or whatever, you know, the Democrats have come up with, like the Green New Deal. All this does is, it, one, it doesn't touch the subject problem that they had, and it only increases increases um, the, the government spending, which will go above how much GDP is brought in um, in tax in, in taxpayer money that comes in for the government to spend. They'll go over that. They'll need to borrow it from the Fed um, and the Fed, the Fed will have to print more money in order to accommodate. And that's only going to increase inflation. It's like, dude, if I, a associate's degree holder in fire science can fucking figure this shit out, why can't these economists that I know work for the White House. I know that work for the federal government in one way, shape, or another. Um, and at these universities, why aren't they figuring it out? Or do they know? Or are they? do they not know? Are they stupid? And this is all just a fucking massive uh, uh, pyramid scheme, which I guess you could also make that, that claim. Man, we got a guy that is in office that is, you know... <clears throat> the next best thing to a, a beanbag and <laughs> the people who got him in the office, you know, he, he is not there. It is those people surrounding him and Obama. I you know, I don't really know who, you know, we got that kind of thing in charge. So I like to be able to point my finger at a president, but when I'm pointing at a beanbag, I'm like, okay, well you, 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 and you, and you, but yeah. no one says anything about it. We were all just keep talking about the beanbag like he's actually doing something. You know, there was a time, it, well, especially when Trump first got into office. I mean, you have to, I guess, blame it on the rhinos. But 
you had ma the majority of the Senate and the majority of the Congress were Republican. And then you had Trump in office. And the Democrats still in went forward with this investigation um, to – what did he get impeached on? He got impeached on the phone call, right? He didn't get impeached on the Russia collusion, but there was an investigation. Why can't the, the Republicans do that? That's a, it's a question that I probably should have looked into, but um, so I would have an answer for it. But oh, I know why because there's a functioning beanbag that can actually walk around all by itself coming up next. What do you mean by that? By Harris, Kamala Harris will be the next oh, beanbag. But so you think that they're not they're not impeaching him? Um, for fear that if they get him out, then Harris will be next up. Yeah. And whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, I mean, keep doing it, you know? I mean, if you can impeach him, then you can certainly bring her up on um, impeachment and, and failure to perform at the, the border. But you then know? you got That's what? Indeed. Pelosi. So, and then you yeah. start talking about a witch hunt, you know? Well, I mean, and it's know, funny gotta... how... Either one of us would probably be happy if all sure. of them were brought up on charges. Oh, yeah. And, uh, of course, the people on the left would, the vaginas would fall in right to the floor. If that <laughs> happened. Sure. They'd fall right off. Bam. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. It'd be a, a pandemic of fallen Falling vaginas. <laughs> yeah. No, that makes more sense. Um because we're first being cynical. Like, yeah, no, I mean, but it it does too because it's a it's an endless it's an endless pursuit. Um, I mean, certainly if uh, if they do get back into power, and um, especially if they have uh, somebody like either Trump or DeSantis, which I really hope it would be Trump DeSantis as the the ticket in twenty twenty four. About, um, oh, let me. Did you hear DeSantis talk about um, Fauci being a little troll and somebody ought to throw him across the Potomac? <laughs> no, I didn't. I think I heard, I saw something about it, but I didn't look any further into it. Yeah, he, he said, said it was kind of funny. He was like doing a, uh, he's in front of people somewhere. Well, they liked it. Yeah. And I, and I heard, uh, I was listening to a, um, show out of uh seattle and they played it and they both agreed that that was uh his uh political career swirling the tank who uh uh desantis, DeSantis by saying that oh, uh -huh. i'm like uh, normally that's pretty funny that care. is really funny. Dude, well, him, well, Gates too. Gates just got reelected, which was nice. Or, I think he won the the Republican primary against his whoever his opponent was. And I know that the Democrats were, the Democrats were trying to pull some shady shit. They were trying to get in uh, rhinos that they knew would work with them, and they started throwing money at at those campaigns to knock out you know whatever America First or you know Trump Trump loyalist. Uh, Republican that they could. Matt Gates was one of these um, these elections, and um, he prior to that, I think you and I had talked about it, where he uh, 
<laughs> he said uh, the women that were protesting the overturning of Roe v. Wade were fat and ugly. And, uh, <laughs> and, then, he, and then they asked him about it again and he doubled down. He was like, yeah, they are good. I hope it offends them. They are fat and ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, he's got some balls on him. And so, oh, this was a nice thing because he won the the primary spot against whoever his Republican um, competitor was. And at the same time, the guy that tried, if you remember that situation with him where um, they were trying to say that he, I don't know, was, was sleeping with underage boys or, or tried to implicate his his uh, adopted son or some crazy shit like that. Uh, this guy who was trying to um, blackmail him actually just got charged or he had already gotten charged, but he was found guilty and he is now uh, sentenced to, I think five years in federal penitentiary for that. And that happened at like the same time that he got the, uh, the, the Republican bid over his, uh, his uh, opponent. So you know, that's some good news, I suppose, to come out. I like Matt Gates. Matt Gates makes me laugh. Um, he's he's really picked up his uh, he's really shown his backbone um, in the the recent years. So, um, you know, there's there's uh, I don't I never, I never I didn't really know where to, you know, where to put my finger on that guy. But uh, I think he's a good dude. Um, but he is fucking funny, especially with that. The last thing that he did and he's gone after um he's gone after the craziness of uh of it all he went after um remember he was oh who's that fat tubby um house no senate senate committee board member whoever is the main guy that has gavel jerry nadler um he went after him and i remember he was uh I think it was Matt Gates who at the Senate committee hearing um, was asking whoever, whatever FBI guy about the uh, Hunter Biden laptop. And he, at the end of it, he goes, Oh yeah, by the way, we have it right here. And he lifted up the drive and he had the, the laptop hard drive in his hand and fucking Nadler about shit himself uh, for the second time in a, in uh, recent recently. And um, it was like a whole kind of mic drop situation. And uh, so he, good for him, you know. <clears throat> um, I would like to see something. I would love to see some divine yeah. intervention. So if you're out there, make sure you're praying. God can make all this go away. He can make all these people look stupid. But we, oh, sure. we all just do a little prayer. Ooh. Pray for them all to find God. Wouldn't that be funny? That'd Agreed. just be awesome. That would be nice. Um, I changed my for sure. Start doing the right thing. Um, but, uh, seemingly it's probably not going to go that way. Sadly, you know, well, I got faith because yeah. otherwise what else? I mean, I hear people talk about civil war and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's ridiculous. So <laughs> I kind of brought that up on the uh so uh, we were supposed to have a this episode last night obviously it would have been my scheduled friday night um i mentioned it and i did another episode that i'm going to release like right at kind of the same time as this one and uh i have uh, i just finished my daughter's room last night well um 
right after I told you that we would, uh, we would do it. We would do the episode. Um, not long after she ended up waking up, she was finally able to sleep back in her room and she woke up crying. And so she had to be attended to. So I apologize. Uh, did I tell you that? Did I already mention or, uh, you know, I got something like that. And I've always said, man, it's cool. Yeah. Be a daddy. So, Don't let me interrupt. I know. I know. But, um, so yeah, we were supposed to have it last night, but now we're making it up right now. Um, Right about the hour mark, I'm going to be getting off here pretty soon, but and it looks like uh, DB probably isn't going to be getting on this time, but I'm sure he'll want to talk about this next time. Do you pay attention to Gavin McGinnis at all? No, I don't. That's okay. Um, no, and I don't pay attention to Tim Poole, but somehow today I got to listen to his, his music. Oh, yeah, he's got a new... Uh, He's got a new um, song out or something like that. I didn't care for it, but apparently it was like yeah. number one and some kind of like random thing on iTunes or Amazon or. Yeah. Um, and good other, I mean, other people like it. He uh, yeah, he's he's gone. Um, he's been doing well, I guess he's got like five to six hundred thousand views on it or whatever i really didn't know he was much of a musician myself but as it turns out it looks like he is um which good for him um and what's funny is that yeah he's they've gone up on whatever board that they're on uh alex jones has a new book out um called the, what is it, the great reset something to that effect and uh i guess that went to number nine in the world uh, he was uh, he was talking about that on his show, or has been for a little bit. So um, yeah, well, this good, for guy that, good for him. Yeah, um, same guy that I'm trying to get to publish my book. You know, he puts out a book, and he goes at see why I want to get him to to um, just merely mention my book. Fucking all of a sudden goes to number one. You know, on Amazon, it's like hell yeah, dude. That's the shit that I'm talking about. But um, to get back to Gavin McInnes real quick. So there's something that has taken place. Uh, looks like maybe two nights ago on his show, um, it was interrupted. Somebody had come into his, his uh, studio and um, he's got, it's just, I think him and his producer, Ryan. And uh, you see him kind of looking over and he tells Ryan not to let the, not to let whoever it is that's skulking about on the outside of the door, I guess that you can kind of see through the, the window or something. And he said, don't let him in. And then he lets him in or, or the guy gets in somehow. And then you see Gavin stand up and he's talking to the guy and he's like, Hey, can I, how about I, I'll get a lawyer and we'll set up an appointment and we'll talk about this later. And um, you don't hear much else. And then you hear him say, I didn't let you in. Um, and then uh, he walks off screen. <clears throat> and I think you hear him say again um, something to the effect of, uh, I'll get a lawyer. You know, we'll, I'll have you talk with my lawyer. We'll all sit down and whatever. So, um, and then that's it. And then the, the stream stays up for, I don't know, an hour or so, 30 minutes to an hour. And then it, shuts down you don't hear anything from gavin you don't hear anything from 
anyone else. In fact, I, I heard about this on Tim pool. Um, I saw, I saw a, uh, a video on YouTube with the thumbnail and the, the title of it being that Gavin McGinnis got arrested. So I checked into that and I went on to censor.tv and sure enough, that's what happened in the, the episode. So, um, Tim Poole is reporting that there are certain people who are saying that Gavin McGinnis was in fact arrested and, and was sitting in a cell somewhere. Um, I guess some other uh, claims are is that it wasn't the police uh, that arrested him. Um, some theories or uh, rumors are saying that it was the feds came and got him. Uh, not much more has been confirmed, like why he was arrested since then. Um, you know, so it's really kind of all speculation. I think the first thing that would have came to or did come to my mind was January 6th, because Gavin McGinnis is the founder of the Proud Boys. Uh, he did step down. Tario, some guy named Tario ended up becoming that. He was a bit of a some people said he was a bit of a snake. I don't know much about it. Um, they said that he was a snitch, that he had actually worked. He was a he was a CEO for the. Uh, the feds for the FBI at some point, but I kind of talked about that, about uh, why, and I guess he turned in a uh, pedophile. So, you know, it's like, all right, well, there's worse things that you could, you could snitch out somebody for. Um, so anyway, I assumed that it was something to do with, with nine, I'm sorry, with uh, January 6th, but you see Gavin McGinnis is a really, really smart guy. And he called out the Proud Boys. So he's no longer the leader of the Proud Boys, but he still has some influence within him. Um, when he was leader, Charlottesville happened. And he actually told the Proud Boys, do not go. And I think he even went as far as saying, if you go to Charlottesville, you will be kicked out of the club. We will not allow for you to go into the club. I think. I don't know about that last part, but I knew. I do know for sure that um, – because there's other people that have said that, but I do know for sure that he told the Proud Boys not to go to Charlottesville. Um, and so that's why it wasn't like a Proud Boy uh, presence there. I guess there was a couple guys that had went, whatever, but um, Gavin McGinnis called it out before it happened. And then Charlottesville happened and Gavin could sit back on those laurels and say, hey, I told my guys not to go. I knew not to go. He did the same with January 6th. And this J6 committee bullshit you know, they're trying to pull in Owen Schroyer, who works for InfoWars. They're trying to pull in Roger Stone, who has ties to Alex Jones and InfoWars as, as, as well as President Trump. They're trying to pull in Alex Jones, even though it is on camera. Alex Jones saying multiple times for people not to go into the Capitol, rather to go to the other side of the Capitol where they had a stage and they were going to do, um, you know, speeches and all that other stuff. Um and yet they're still trying to get Alex Jones. I assumed that it probably had something to do with this uh, arrest of Gavin McGinnis with that same deal that they're, they're trying to throw at Alex Jones. But Gavin McGinnis, again, said, do not go to the Capitol on January 6th. He had said it beforehand. So he knew enough to, to say, hey, man, just be cautious. Don't go to that thing. You know, let other people do it, whatever. So I doubt that it has much to do with that, although it wouldn't surprise me since, like I said, they're already going after Alex Jones, Roger Stone, um, you know, Owen Schroyer, other people for merely being in Washington, D.C. on that date and uh, trying to hold them, uh, hold something against them. So um, I don't know what else 
it could have been when it comes to uh, Gavin McGinnis and why he's in jail, but I'm sure eventually it'll, it'll come out, you know, whatever it was that, that uh, they caused him to, uh, <clears throat> to be, I don't know if you could call it raided or had the police or, or whatever law enforcement come in and talk to him, but uh, it's pretty bizarre, you know, and kind of, um, kind of sets, I don't know, somebody like me on edge because it's like, is this a part of the deep state? Is this a part of the Biden administration? Is this a part of this, this entity within Washington that's going after the dissenters that's doing everything in their power to take away their voices and to uh, silence the, the people that would speak out against them? Well, go ahead. I believe it is on a, Many different levels, you know, one being I believe in God and Jesus. So there's always, you know, the Ephesians 612 thing going on. And then uh, I believe that uh, there are just people with bad intentions out there also. And there are many plans. And, you know, we both I believe, you know, we could both agree that whatever's going on right now is similar to the uh, protocols. And um you know, the SARS, the John Hopkins, uh, Johns Hopkins, Johns Hopkins, SARS, yeah. uh, epidemic, pandemic thing. Right. Um, you know, it, and that's about ready to come to an end, actually, that one there. And then that one, it talks about, and they all do, but they specifically talk about the CDC people. You know, one of those people's heads going to be on the chopping block. And right. Yeah. Uh, you know, so there's that. If you know if that, but I believe they're always got a plan going on. And, you know, I look back through history and I've seen the same thing over and over. Now, this would be a big coup if it is allowed to happen. If we they can break America down, and they they are because they like that the school relief, you know that blows some people's minds, man. That just pisses them off, right? And mm-hmm. all the other stuff that's going on, you know, uh, them acting like there's no inflation. Right. Watching everything get shut down and them going, no, everything's great. The economy's great. What are you talking about? Right. Yeah. Propaganda is just the narrative, you know. Of, oh, yeah. No, we're doing fine. Doing good. And it's like, yeah, I don't think so, man. You know. Oh, well, you know, at least gas isn't $5 anymore. Yeah, but it's still more than double than it was when this jackass got in office. And then they're like, well, it could be again. Keep it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Go ahead. Say it again, motherfucker. We're gonna... Go ahead. I bet it's up at 512 tomorrow, <laughs> bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. That's funny. So, um, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's kind of scary times, you know, with, with shit like that going on. Um, you know, it seems pretty serious. It seems at least in terms of Gavin McGinnis um, and this new sweep of uh, censorship that's happening. Uh, 
Oh, I don't think we talked about it last time. Uh, Andrew Tate, or did we? Andrew Tate getting canceled? Did we talk right. about it? I feel like we did, maybe. I think we. Um, but yeah, so he's canceled. I guess he had put out a uh, a final video or something to that effect, where uh, he was basically like saying goodbye, and I'm I'm uh, I'm handing off the the reins to the people that I had trained or whatever to be like him or what, whatever it may be. And, uh, and that's it. And, uh, cause he got taken off of Instagram. Um, what was it? Instagram, Facebook, I think YouTube. Um, even though I just saw some shorts of him today, um, you know, so, uh, yeah, new sweeping. Oh yeah, we did because I talked about, uh, um, what's his name getting kicked to the, the uh, CRT guy, James Lindsay. So, you know, that happening, people getting arrested, them going after Trump the way that they are about, you know, about uh, the Mar-a-Lago raid, which uh, on the episode I put out that I'm going to have out before this, <clears throat> they, uh, you know, just put out the heavily redacted um, affidavit for why they had, had uh, went for the, the raid itself you know and it's just it's all it's all um for not it's all bullshit you know all the reasons that they're giving for it and shit like that it's just it's it's all horseshit you know and uh the i don't want to say it's necessarily frightening but it's it's worrisome you know to see the lengths that they'll go to 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 um you know, quell dissent. Well, if you ain't right with Christ, you need to be worried about it. And if you are, you need to be praying about it. Truth. True that. So. And get to know your people some more. Hang out. Talk with them. Yeah. Get your little you, tribe. These are good things you're saying here, sir. I agree. I agree with that but um uh, it'll take a miracle to get us out of this yeah i think you know i i at times i have hope that uh you know that the american people kind of like what um michael malice and, and other libertarians will say about um your opposition in terms of them running things is you know to let them do what they're going to do and make it as bad as they're going to make it because then people will rebel against it because it's so bad. Um, the only thing that I worry about is that they'll, they'll break it so bad that it, it's unfixable, you know? Um, however, I was talking with somebody the other day about civil war. And um, I said, you know, in, in, in case of, let's say it's not a civil war, but it's, it's, it's all, it's awfully close. And, you know, we end up having a, an economy that falls apart and all of this, that, and the other falls apart. We're still a lot further ahead than we were in 19, in the 1930s and in the 1940s, you know, during the great depression, we're still a lot further ahead, especially in terms of like technology and, and um, you know, ways to run business and, and all the, the information that's out there where, yeah, we might fall apart too, you know, but we know how to put it back together a lot better than we did. You know, and that could turn everything around, too. So, um, you know, we might have to go through some pretty shitty times in order to get out on the other side better. Um, 
you know, but I think that I think we'd be able to do it a lot faster than they did it back in in, you know, the, the late 40s and 50s. Um, I don't know that it was hard. I had grandparents that I listened to as a little kid yeah. and asked them about the Great Depression. And, dude, it was hard. Sure. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, that's what I'm kind of saying is that I think that I think with us being further along than, than they were then, I think it's it's a lot. It, it'll, it'll it'll be a lot easier than it was then. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but it'll be a lot better than it was back then. And it was terrible back then, you know, um, if that's if that's the way that. I hope that the right people will get into office, that the people will. um won't put up with the shit. I have some hope in that, you know, at times, um, other days I'm just like, Oh man, it's all going to fall apart, you know, and there's no saving it and shit like that. But when I do have hope, that's, that's kind of what I have hope in is that, uh, I, that we, that we'll be okay. You know, even though shit seems pretty bleak at times now, but, uh, you know, we're still here. We're still, uh, we're still doing podcasts, you and me. And, um, you know, we're still all right. <clears throat> still sipping whiskey. You know. Yeah, I'm not dodging. And I mean, people like you and me, we know how to um, how to get out and make a dollar. You know, if need be. So we're gonna be okay. Um. Well, do you have anything else, sir? That you wanted to talk about? Uh, there'll be the uh, big uh, French radio network dot uh, com blowout on the 29th at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern on Spreaker. Y'all want to check that out and have all kinds of really cool people. I might be on that, there. I don't know. Is that the is networking that French radio network dot com? Yep, FringeRadioNetwork.com, Fringe Radio. Yeah, and they got some kind of deal with Spreaker, so we can, one of these days we'll have to go live. Yeah, I I agree. Let me know when. I'll set it up. I'll put a, I will make a date. We might have to use the old uh, Skype, and you'll have to have the Spreaker. Okay. Or maybe just Skype. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Okay. Sounds good. Would you like to plug yourself? Good, sir. Yeah. And, uh, my show is uh, nuclear knucklehead at yahoo.com nuclear, nuclear knucklehead at yahoo.com. There you go. <laughs> Somehow I'm like, forgot. And uh, I thought I was uh, underwater. I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> and you can find them on Facebook. Yep. I'm, a, I'm out there and I sent you a link to uh <laughs> then it was on twitter as i watched it and i was like oh and i just unsent it to you because uh i remember you are banned from twitter so i don't know yeah, if i send been. you links can you watch them i don't think so <laughs> i can only <laughs> i can only i can only kind of observe what some other people like on twin on trending and what my the people that i already follow were saying um but I can't, I can't interact. I can't like anything. I can't leave any messages or anything like that. So I can only observe um, that part. I don't think I, I, I can't get into any of the messages. Um, 
So kind of screwed on that. Unless you maybe, I don't even think I can get notifications to uh, see if you sent me something. You know, well, it, it blew my mind. The video actually, I was like, oh wow. It was and you like sent some... it to me on Facebook too. Uh yeah, I sent it. Yeah, somebody okay. else shared it to me on Facebook, and I tried to forward it to you. I'll, uh... And then I was like, oh, that's Twitter. Never mind. Right. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to check it out, homeboy. Yeah, it's a um, little uh, Asian boy or kid getting run over a couple times, geez. and nobody did anything, and it just laid there on the street, man. It was just like I was like, wow, damn. Um, like, oh, oh my. Yeah, it went on. Yeah. I was like crazy. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Um, yeah, I'll check it out. Sorry, I'm like in the middle of trying to write something too. Um, okay, I'll check that out. Not that I, I don't know if I necessarily want to now. Uh, yeah, I was going to recommend. You know, you don't want to watch that. <laughs> yeah, because you know it's one of those things where if I was there, I'd have done something, but I can't right. do anything. I don't even know when they made that. It looked Dude. weird anyway. It was definitely asian somewhere well i had saw something and i don't know if this is a thing if i have any uh if i have any um asian from the orient people who listen to me who want to reach out um i saw a video in china of this little kid who jumped into a pool and um he drowned you watch him drowned and there are people all around him and they don't do shit. And at the end of it, you see him at the bottom of the, and I mean, it's just like, this, is this, like, is this supposed, like, is this allowed on this shit? Like out of all the things that aren't allowed on, and this was on Twitter, on Twitter or Facebook, you allow for this fucking video to be on here. And I mean, it was somebody that was criticizing it or whatever. And I think they're actually criticizing the, the Chinese culture. And there's a whole bunch of comments about people that were like, yeah, you know, this is how they are in China. And this is this, that, and the other. Um, I don't know specifically, I've never been to China, but, uh, it was, it was, uh, man, seeing that was pretty hard to watch. Well, here, imagine this. It does not pay to be different at all in China and drowning while everybody else around is not drowning. Well, (laughs) it don't help you that you're drowning in front of all those people because, you know, that's different. I guess, man. Whatever it was, it was uh, it was hard to watch, man. See if a kid, you know, drown and nobody... yeah, it's like that. The video I watched, these people rode bicycles around the kid and looked down at him and kept on going. And I'm like, wow. And there was some kind of wet spot that showed up. So this is kind of like black and white. So I don't know what <laughs> the wet spot was that came up around that kid. But I was like, oh man, really? Jeez. It does not pay to be different, you know. Stopping and helping someone out like that is different. So, right, really, so I mean, you don't want to have a different haircut. You don't want to walk different, talk different. Well, yeah, I mean, different. It's, a, it's a obviously a completely different culture than what we have here in the states, where you know, it's uh, there's just differences there of like. <clears throat> I heard something about the women being more uh, self-conscious and that's why they perform better um, than women from the States. Something to that effect. 
Um, again, I don't know how true this shit is. I've never been there. Uh, I just saw a video the other day. I've seen some other videos too, um, you know, of, of, of over there, but that's not enough to give you enough context of, you know, what the culture necessarily is, but man, it was hard to watch. I can tell you that much. Um, especially for a kid. And it's like, man, that, you know, the longer it went on, I was like, okay, somebody surely is going to jump in and get this kid. That's going to be a happy ending at the end of this. And it never happened. And then the video shut off and I'm like, I am not happy that I watched that shit. Right. Yeah. I would, uh, put my, I don't know, my pinky finger, I suppose that America, that wouldn't happen here. You wouldn't yeah. see that here. Um, I mean, even in a place like New York City or, you know, a major city where you have a lot more apathy, um, even you though might you, see a couple people go by, but somebody, yeah, somebody's going to do it. Somebody, somebody will turn around. Place. Yeah. So. Um, all right. Well, um, oh, yeah, you can find me at or get a hold of me at me TV one one zero five at gmail dot com. Find me on almost any social networking platform with the exception of TikTok, Instagram, and now, again, Twitter. Uh, by just looking up John Machada. And please go to the website, theweaponbook.com. Check it out. Leave me a review. Get the first chapter and then leave me a review. I think that's how that goes. Um, that's it for me, buddy. I will uh, talk to you and we'll uh, set up another time to do this. Hopefully with D.B. Cooper next time. Um until next time, be accountable, be responsible, don't be a liberal or a punk-ass liberal. Later, buddy. Peace.